0: Hey, welcome back to that Point Blank. This is John Kokoza Mike Zabzik.
1: Ming Chun. Coming
0: to us from
2: the West Coast. What you sell? On- oh, great. Oh, we've got
1: I'm both. Tots
0: on the
2: West oh, Coast, too. Okay, that's great news. Oh, my God. It's like the Three Stooges trying to get through a doorway. <laughs> Except there's only two of them. Uh, listen, before we begin, uh, I just got to get this out of the
0: way. Mo, I don't know how you do it. Uh, time in, Time out. Um, you had, had predicted something, and this was maybe one of your broader predictions, but you had said that former point-blank guest TV version uh, Vince McMahon was going to outdo himself with his XFL announcement. And, uh, and sure enough, they, uh, they announced the eight teams today, the, uh, the team names, the team logos. We even got some announcement videos. Um, some of them are, 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 are pretty standard, um, uh, you know, out there in, in, in L.A. by you. Uh, what have you got? The uh, the, uh, the galaxy? No, 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 no. I, I apologize. I didn't look <laughs> at the, the LA the team, team, team ahead of time. Here we go. Here we Wildcats. go. It was it was the Wildcats. Yeah, LA Wildcats. Wildcats. Uh, the one that I was really most intrigued by was the St. Louis Battle Battle Hawks. Um, huh? So, so Mo, just before we before we dig into this, because there's a lot to unpack here uh, with these names. Each team has an announcement video that has, as close as I can tell. Nothing to do with football, um, you know what what, what 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 went on here? I knew you knew a lot about the XL in its previous incarnation. Uh, we also had uh, 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 he hate me. I believe his name was Rod Smart. Right. Yeah, yeah I mean, Rod we, Smart. Yeah, we yeah. had him on the on the. And then, then
3: he went to uh, play for the uh, Eagles after that.
0: So so what did, what did you know about this XFL? Did you, I mean, didn't we just do something? What was that? The A the uh, AFL. What did we just do? The, uh, the, yeah. Uh, so the I,
3: AFL, they actually had a team down here in San Diego, and it was a. Uh, Pretty competitive league, and it was actually sponsored by the NFL, and so it had a good backing. It was almost like the minor leagues of the NFL. Uh, players were being paid anywhere between thirty-five to seventy-five thousand uh, for uh, an eight to ten-game season. Even with that low cost, even with a much lower costs of uh, of you know administration and 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 ownership and so forth, they still ran out of money their first year.
0: They, they didn't finish the season, did they? No, no, not at all. They ran out of money before they could. So what are the
3: prospects here for, for the XFL?
0: What's that? So what are the prospects here yeah. for the XFL?
3: Well, I think they've learned if you, if you remember, the XFL gave us a lot of things that we have in the NFL now, right? It, with, with the different camera views and, and you know, uh, you know maybe that's it. But
0: well, no, no, <laughs> certainly they, but, took, uh, <laughs> they took the end zone celebrations up a notch and we see that continue. Right, exactly. Today. Yeah, 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 yeah. and And
3: and it, it, it brought out the rowdy crowd to a game that they can go and afford and that they, they don't have to uh, ruin it for the rest of us. So, yeah, I think the XFL is going to come with a lot of money and... You won't see it up front, but uh, you know Donald Trump was was involved with it the last time. I'm pretty sure that his sons will be involved in the wow in this as That's well. another prediction yeah, within yeah. your
0: prediction. Very good there. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: that's so, a bold that's statement a- there.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, Ming, can you roll down to the New York Guardians now? What I'm noticing here is a lot of these team announcements have, uh, have as I said, maybe nothing to do with football. The guardians are some sort of like stone gargoyles, but there's a jungle cat involved also. I don't know what, what that has to do with New York. I Min, mean, can you can you can we'll we be able to pick up this audio if we? Uh,
2: I believe so. Let's see here. Can I just say that I've got a great idea. Centuries carved of stone. Hold After on to this. that idea. <laughs> Watchdogs over the metropolis. A prehistoric predator.
4: <laughs>
2: a beast evolves. ...turned loose in a new kind of jungle. All teeth and talons, eyes unblinking. They know fear because they feed off it. They're your first line of defense and there is no need for a second. (laughs) The New York Guardians on duty... February 2020. So I
0: guess no linebackers or defensive backs. You can't
2: get past the first line. What's up, Mike? i got to say that that on-duty is totally unnecessary. (laughs) It should have just been, (laughs) the New York Guardians, go screw yourselves. Yeah, It should have been giving you complete New York ads. Get the F out of here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh! Uh, Hey! so, So, you know, I would encourage you to go online and view all eight of these videos. I mean, they're... Very slick production values, yep. of course. Yep. But um, again, I don't know what it has to do with football, but we're entering a new age here. So uh, so good job, Mo. Uh, let's get to breaking news. And and we were talking a little bit about this right before we went on the air. And uh, the, the long-anticipated Bond 25 uh, was, was finally given a name, and the name is? No time to die. So, guys, what do you think? The broccolis are at it again here. Uh, we've seen, uh, uh, well, actually, if you count Never Say Never Again, the unofficial movie, we've already had 25 Bond movies. No. Nope. But, but uh, what, what do you guys think? Looking forward to this? Bond Fatigue, uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, what about the name, Mike? Love Daniel
2: Craig. Think mm-hmm. he's the best of a Bond lot. Uh, personally, my favorite of the. James Better than Bond George Lazenby. I know. <laughs> I'm going out on a limb. Okay. Um, better
1: than Woody Allen.
2: No one's better. It was yeah. David Niven. You're thinking David Niven. Okay. What
1: oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, I think that. I mean, he's he's the quintessential Bond. Personally speaking, I'm a little done with Bond. Mm-hmm. I want to see Double O One through Double O Six.
0: Interesting. And and you know, over the years. They mix a few in. Uh, I think most notably, uh, 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 Sean Bean's uh, Alex Trevelyan in GoldenEye. He was very Uh, good. uh, Very, very good. And like all Sean Bean roles... He does, he, he does perish. <laughs> yes. uh,
1: but uh, but I think there are a lot of stories to tell there. Ming, what do you think? Uh, it's the fourth Bond title. The user were die in it. So uh, I, <laughs> oh I, I like it. That live, many, really? Yeah, live and let die. Uh, never. Um, I can't remember the other two. Maybe somebody can chime in. Um, uh, die another day. Die another day. So tomorrow, tomorrow never dies. dies. Tomorrow. Okay. So <laughs> I believe that's, uh, did, did we name all wasn't four?
2: Wasn't there, uh, wasn't it, uh, there was uh, like, what was that? The oh, Sean don't Connery. kill me! I don't want to die. Yes. No. <laughs> Died.
1: Yeah. Died, um, the the, the, the I, I grew up watching the Bond movies. My my dad loved them. Never
2: say die again. Wasn't that uh, the Sean? Another one. Yeah. It was a Sean Connery one.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, eight, It was my first exposure, uh, besides Three's Company, to a lot of sexual innuendo. Oh wow! Uh, you know, your pussy galore's, your octopussies. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my my first exposure to pussy, really. Your odd jobs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh oh okay. my god. You know, and um, the, the bond, the bond I had to
2: go there.
1: Uh, well, I do like the bond movies. Uh, you know, we're in a new age now, it's it's mm. tough. Uh, you know, with your John Wicks and your uh, you know, your Jason Stratham's, it's hard to compete. Jason Bourne's, even, and yeah. then Jason Bourne's,
5: Jason even,
1: yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard to compete in this market. And, you know, now we're in a Me Too era where you know, he maybe can't be as Bond as he wants to be in the past.
2: <laughs> so the that should be that should have been the. Not as can't be as bond as I uh, want
0: to yeah, be as nasty as I want to be
1: two life crews like that could bond. be the tagline we, we we have yet to see
0: uh Todd, I know uh during our days of the Bunny Deli Lunch Club, we saw uh at least several, so that's a very vague number of bond movies in the theater together um uh what was the what was the one with with uh, with with Denise, uh, Charlie Sheen. Oh, oh, that was yeah. uh, tomorrow never she was dies. She was like Dr. Christmas Jones or Dr. Christmas.
5: Yeah, Christmas
2: Jones. Something like that. She was like a
5: nuclear physicist. Yeah. Uh,
4: very believable
5: no, Very bully.
2: pronounced nuclear. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nuclear. <laughs> so what do you th- what do you think about this one here?
5: I, I'm down with it, man. I I uh, I think you know bond is it's a throwback and i just like to have it keep going i don't want them to ever end and just find new ways to be relevant i think um daniel craig's always had that kind of like i don't give a shit air to him in this role and i think with the fifth version of this uh, his fifth time around that'll he'll play that up even more um the i I mean Ming talking about his uh experiences with bond as as a kid my memory of that so I was just thinking about when I read this article about the name was was in the I, you know eighties as a kid. I went on a on a stretch going to Blockbuster, riding my bike up to Blockbuster Video, mm-hmm. and and picking out a different Bond movie you know, every other day or whatever it was. Had me a little no die another for day, but yeah, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> days. My kids will never understand what I'm talking about. Um, and I, I even like the name. I think it's a throw, like I say, a throwback. I mean, Spectre and and all these kind of one word titles. Skyfall. They're going back to old school. Um, I like to, you know think about does where the punctuation lies in that title is it is it you know he has no time to die it, is it someone saying you know is it time to live and he says no time to die like there's a couple different ways that could go and uh, I'm anxious to see what, how they play it out
2: or it could be I know it's time to die I know <laughs> yeah. time to die or Jesse no Ventura, time v- Jesse Ventura to die. and Predator <laughs> ain't got no time
0: to die and in his case it was bleed but still uh, I see what you're saying there now Mo. This is this is where this conversation can go a little bit sideways. So we've had 24 opportunities to see a Bond movie. Has any of them right. crossed your eyes so far?
3: I uh, yes, one has uh, Casino Royale okay. with, with Daniel Craig. Yeah? Okay. So this is a uh, you know, believe it or not, even though he's the only Bond I've ever seen in a movie, I'm disappointed that Natalie Portman is not going to be the next Bond, given What's that not- she's going to be the next Thor.
2: Uh, wow. Um, okay. Uh, no, I don't know. No, I'm Given his wild. track record, <laughs> next week you're going to be saying, Mo, <laughs> that how do you do it? That could be the next yeah. announcement.
0: Wow, Mo, this is breaking new ground here. Listen, there's been a lot of talk <laughs> that the that the term the Bond girl may be redefined as we go forward after oh, Daniel Craig's listen, final listen, movie listen, I know that's as a coming. female Bond. You know, I, was yeah. Just,
3: yeah, I, I was just, I was just uh, kidding there, but I know that's coming, and, and I'm just going to enjoy this next Daniel Craig one until – you know, Ming Ming mentioned that You know, we're we're in this Me Too, uh, you know, error, so he won't be as Bond as as what you know you guys have seen before. But uh,
0: we'll uh, see. Maybe he'll go out as with the As long as he's a badass. As long as, <laughs> literally, as, long as, we as, as an
3: Aston Martin and he's a badass, where it's it's all good.
0: You know, one thing I noticed about this iteration, you know, over his four films, the first one, Casino Royale very grounded they were resetting the bond franchise so gone were the gadget watches and the supercars what what i've liked is over the course of his movies he has in character, begrudgingly embraced each of those classic elements as, as they've layered them on. You know, the car that can drive on ceilings and shoot missiles. Yeah. You know, all the little d- devices and 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 what you call that he gets. Until okay, we're not in full Pierce Brosnan mode yet, but uh, but but he is embracing more of that classic Bond. So we'll see. Okay, here's our next.
5: So you're saying Denise Denise Richards? There's a chance there's you may something.
2: Ch- back. That's what I'm hearing. As Doctor Christmas Bonds. We'll take uh, we'll take Terry Hatcher <laughs> back as well. I
0: mean, spectacular. Okay, so now. Now, we've got um, breaking news number two. And this is going to be a disappointment for many, but Greenland is not for sale. Okay? So, <laughs> so, Everything's for sale. So, so you know, our, our, our commander-in-chief, uh, perhaps realizing um, that he may, in fact, become a one-term president, you know, as Dana Carvey uh, famously portraying George H. W. Bush said, "You know, don't want to be a one-termer, but uh, but but that that may happen. So he's doing something he can't to establish his legacy. Now, famously being unable to read, or or he's not going to have a presidential library, you know, or or certainly one that may be um, full of one-page, four four-line memos. So instead." You know he's gonna he's gonna do something. You know he's trying to do something here and, and get some additional square footage for the U.S. I have to say, for all of the bananas things he does, and all of the crazy headlines that this one's been making, it actually is not that out there for me. I mean, setting aside the fact that it's not for sale, and uh, and and it's coming out of nowhere. Right. But you know, it's if you
3: completely look, frozen.
0: If but 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 now think about this. Okay, now uh, ostensibly the administration well. does not believe in climate change, you know, they, they moved forward with the EPA, removing all references to climate change and all sorts of other things, people were fired over this but acknowledging the reality that it is happening this this ice yeah, sheet but- this glacier is melting at a record pace and there's so many raw materials and, 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 and natural resources under there, go ahead Mo
3: but with what money I thought the credit card was tapped out right now, like uh, who would accept he's eliminating
0: my- waste I mean- and fraud
3: stop it no, we've even tacked on even more debt. I mean, there's there's no money left in the reserve for this. We're literally going to have to print uh you know, what what is happening in the Don't back there? do not give um, him um, <laughs> um
2: don't give him any ideas, Mo. Come on. He's like, "Hey, you know what? I was listening to this podcast and <laughs> yeah. he told me to go print more money." And I said, "Damn, if that's not what I'm going to uh, do." Uh, uh, Listen, one thing yeah.
0: uh and we certainly take a lot away it just from this doesn't him. make sense. We take we take I mean, a lot away point. from him, but but but, but Mo, one thing before I go back right back to you, what you can't take away from him is he was able to construct a real estate empire without ever having money. So he is a master of creative financing. So if there's a way right. to get it done, I'm sure yeah. he could. But go ahead, back to you.
3: Yeah, no, I'm sure the investment in this case, the investment would pay itself back if we strip out all the raw materials, like you were saying before. Right, but. but you know, it, it's just outrageous that somebody would accept credit from us these days. It's just—it's absolutely nuts because there's there's no sign of 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 the debt being reduced. Yeah,
0: no, you're I'm right. Sorry, it's
3: just well,
0: listen. Yeah. Uh, the the numbers are out. I mean, this is not where we were going necessarily when we when we wrote this up, but the numbers are out, and one year plus into the new Trump tax plan, you know, it cost us. I think something like I saw like ninety billion dollars worth of uh, of of. Uh, Of revenue lost. So, um, um, you know, we have to see, let it play out a few more years as people get used to the new tax plan. You know, that's why he actually came out today and said, you know, he may issue an executive order to reduce capital gains tax. Now, Congress would immediately protest that because they say this is their power, the power of the purse. But he, you know, he's doing anything he can to keep this economy going because he thinks that's what's going to get him elected. So, back to Greenland for a second. He had a trip scheduled to Denmark right now. And and because the Danish PM a week ago said, "Well, this is ridiculous. We would never sell Greenland." He canceled and called her a nasty woman. He goes, "She was right. nasty to call that plan ridiculous." So I don't know if he gets butt hurt too easily. Mike, what were you going to say?
2: Oh, yes, he does. But that's beside <laughs> the point. Uh, he's I I don't know if he's a madman or a genius. But I mean, think about I can only imagine who he would put on Greenland. He would move all these people over, and it'd be like Gilligan, the skipper, the <laughs> professor, and they'd be driving around in in you know. And Marianne. And Ma- well, don't forget Marianne. Mm. And uh, well, th- that's a reason to go. <laughs> right. But I mean, you've got the the coconut um, cars, and it, it, that's that's essentially we'd be living in huts over there. But the world's biggest island. I know, or you know, really cool igloos. Oh, that'd be cool temperature-wise as well. Now, Todd, did you... Did Not you, for
0: long. <laughs> That's right. Did you, did you have any thoughts on this?
2: No. Okay.
0: Thank you. John <laughs> Rostey, John, John You can expound on that. Coming. Mm. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to the next uh, breaking news here. We've got a few tonight. Uh, the newest cast for Dancing with the Stars was announced. Now, I've never seen an episode of Dancing with the Stars. I am
2: proud to say that I,
0: too, am a heterosexual. <laughs> So so we might have had a comment. I don't know. Are who. you? Um, Tim, yeah.
1: Proud or, 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 or are you heterosexual? I'm not really sure. Both.
2: Well, you're the
1: one who's <laughs> hashtag <awesome>. proud. <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. TMZ has linked you and me together, buddy. So, I mean, really. I,
1: we're not. No, no they, <laughs> they, they wouldn't waste that print. But, but pe- uh, continue. Pe- picking back, Piggybacking
0: off our last point here, uh, the Trump administration, Sean Spicer, Sean Spicer was announced as joining the class uh, or the cast, I should say. And so I think this is interesting because. Um, he was the press secretary for the first... Um- He didn't make the first year, but the first turbulent months of the Trump administration. Famously parodied on SNL by Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Did a great job. Of course, then we had Mooch in there for 11 days. Uh, He's doing his own thing right now. And then uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She lasted a good long while until she just stepped down. But so Sean Spicer, a name that I had hoped to forget forever. Uh, He's back in the news, and I guess they're trying to friendly-fy him and put him on Dancing with the Stars. Now, Todd... I feel like Dancing with the Stars is the kind of program that you watch on the regular. Uh, any 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 comment here on Sean Spencer? I'm, I'm more
5: than proud of the uh, of the shows that I watch that Mike wouldn't be caught dead watching. I would put The <laughs> Bachelor high on that list. Oh, oh boy. That fucking <laughs> fantastic! And I'm happy to go off for thirty minutes about why anytime you want. Um, Dancing with the Stars though doesn't make the cut. My my in-laws are huge fans, and anytime we go to their house, it seems like it's always on any time <laughs> of the year. Any time of day, somehow it's always on. Uh, So I picked up. I've seen a a handful of episodes of it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Not Uh, my my jam.
0: All right, all right. Well, listen, we'll throw it back to the world of sports then, because we got some breaking news here. And Mo's going to be conflicted loyalties. Okay, the Cleveland Browns' number one pick last year, Baker Mayfield. (laughs) <laughs> is ripping his New York Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. Now, in, in the world yeah, exactly. of professional sports, this this this, this no, this is not good, man. He said it in the GQ article, so go ahead. Tell me why you think that's not cool or you think it's okay and, and he's being blown out of proportion. No, I'll
3: throw it up to Todd.
5: No, it's, I mean, it, it initially came out, I think the headline in the post was uh, Mayfield calls Jones a loser. And it's all about how you know he was talking about the way that quarterbacks are recruited and and evaluated and, and drafted, and you know I think the line was something about how you know, people are over overthink these things sometimes. You got to win games, and uh, obviously Daniel Jones famously does not have a very winning record. Eleven and uh, nineteen, unlike, unlike unlike Mayfield, and uh, but it came out you know a day later. He's on Instagram apologizing or saying that his his. Uh, commentary was taken out of context there you
0: go less of an apology and more of saying that my words were misconstrued yeah
5: well no but then he went so far today apparently to reach out directly to jones and clear the air with him he he felt uh, he he was absolutely misconstrued in terms of what he was talking about he was answering questions about his own feelings on how he was recruited and all that and to be honest you know as a as a diehard Giants fan I, I hold out hope that that Daniel Jones will be good we shall we shall see um, I mean the preseason hype has been a little ridiculous but you know it's gonna happen eventually so hopefully he's all right but um, I mean facts are facts like, he's it, 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 taken at face value his comments are right on you know he's, he's not a He's not a winner, and you're talking you're, you're overlooking someone like uh, Haskins, who was yeah. what undefeated in at Ohio State. So right. obviously, different situations, different teams around him, and football is nothing if not a team sport. But um, sometimes, you know, winning does matter. And if that's all he was saying, he's right. Daniel Jones didn't win it in college, but hopefully, he'll win
0: with no. the Giants. Man, what do you think? So I uh,
1: I. <laughs> Why is a team from the mistake by the lake worried about oh, what right. uh, you know what a Giants prospect uh you know has or him. hasn't done and uh, yeah o- now Odell famously came up with a quote saying uh this was not a business decision they sent me to Cleveland to die. <laughs> to die. <Yeah. laughs> Come on, bro.
5: You're he making what's he making ten he million this year? You're not the He actually claimed that Gettleman had better offers on the table that he didn't take because he wanted to punish Odell Beckham.
1: Wow. Come on. That's Gettleman. a that's a bold accusation, yeah, man. It, it it really is. He's you know, obviously he's, he's bitter. Um listen, I think these guys should just concentrate on winning. And uh, listen, Cleveland does not have the best track record either. Uh, all right, like Johnny Football. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I could go all the way back to, Tip couch. yeah, to <laughs> go all the way back to the famous John Elway the drive, and you know, and 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 Ernest Byner and the fumble, whatever. If, if these guys just concentrate on 2019 season and winning, uh, it's a little ridiculous that <laughs> they've got a talented core. I mean, well, this do, do, oh team, sure, though. this could John, be the year that John, they're going to put it go ahead on paper.
3: So oh, on paper on paper. paper. He's <laughs> not paper, a believer right? yet. He's on not paper. a believer
0: yet. Go ahead, Mo. So
3: so this is not this is not Baker's first time where he put his foot in his mouth. Okay? So earlier on before Carlos Hyde left, mm-hmm. he had said something about, you know, oh, I you know, I don't know why he's uh, he's 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 holding out. He's not coming to practice. And everybody on the team got on him about that. So I think I think this is going to be the norm for Baker. He's going to he's going to make a lot of these flubs all the time, where he's going to think first, he's going to say something because he's he's pretty brash. That's why they they drafted him at number one.
0: You know, a year and, ago uh, we were we were talking about why did they take compl- him number one? Remember, because they're saying, yeah, but, they, go ahead, yeah, no, go ahead. I took Daniel Jones on
3: my sixteenth and last pick in my keeper in my keeper league. So if he does turn out to be the real thing, next year I could keep him. With my sixteenth pick.
0: What if he doesn't get on the field this year, and and Eli plays the whole season? Doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> I think <laughs> from your lips. No, I. Hey, listen, listen. It's it, the same thing's going to happen to uh, to Eli as what happened with Warner. You know, there's going oh, to my, be a change of the guard. And that
0: would be poetic justice. And by the way, we were at that game. So uh, uh, we get where, George Setty on the line. For Warner was Warner was sacked into oblivion and. Uh, <laughs> By his former team, the Rams, no less, and uh, and the, and the Giants made a change and never looked back. And all they did was win two Super Bowls. So, uh, so you could say it worked out. All right. Well, listen, it, 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 it can't. We can't move on without saying, of course, from your former apartment in Cleveland, Ohio, we we're able to be out on your deck. we were able to get around the hot tub and able to look <laughs> down into. Cleveland Brown no. Stadium, there. So, uh, Make your I, I, way
5: through the bevy of supermodels, like push them out of the way. Look at that. Right.
0: So, uh, so, who knows, man? I, I think I saw something that four of their first five games have been flexed already into primetime games. So, the league really? is certainly buying into this Cleveland hype. Yeah. Maybe it's time for well, another road trip. i tell you, out
5: losing you know, every game for like 10 years straight, you, you amass quite a few. Oh, God, what happened? Okay, there we quite go. A few draft picks, you know, and having multiple. <laughs> uh, round one draft picks for multiple years in a row actually, you know, eventually could pay off. Theoretically, it
0: could. Know All right, let's get to our last piece of breaking news. And we've saved the big one for last, guys. Okay? You got Sony. You got Marvel. <laughs> and then you got poor yep. little old Tom Holland in the middle. Okay? <laughs> guys, I don't know how we got to this point, This collaboration has been working brilliantly, films that that are being critically received very well, making bazillions of dollars, and in fact, Spider-Man Far From Home was Sony's highest grossing movie ever, Uh, I think it's something like 1.2 billion and counting, Um, you know, uh, seamlessly integrated into the MCU, and – of course we all b- remember Todd Maguire did a great job at age 35 playing high school Peter <laughs> Parker. But in Tom Holland, they have found the Peter Parker for the next 20 years. And then how do these corporate suits go and fuck this up? Mike Mike started off. <laughs> Sons of
2: bitches. Oh all right, God. here's the thing. And here's here's my rant. Um no, it's it's really easy to see this because Sony's like we got this, boys. We don't need Marvel. We don't need that DC crap. We don't need to share the wealth. We can do this, which is just pure bullshit. Because part of the magic that is Peter Parker is his uh, connection to the to the Marvel universe. Uh, his being taken under his wing by Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. They did that in the comics. 10 15 years actually 10 years ago with Civil War a Civil War part 1 yeah and uh Captain America even says Steve Rogers says to Tony Stark's face he's like here is a kid who has such father issues and they they're on he's wearing them on his sleeve and you are taking advantage of that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're like hey let's take advantage of that let's do this whole thing he's got no uncle ben anymore yeah He's got well, a hot ant now. Still, has rice. But go ahead. Yeah. It's like, well, know, <laughs> um, so let's, you know, let's set this up so it's gonna be kind of awesome, and that's what you. And where do they go from here? If Sony's like, screw it, we've got all the toys we need in our little sandbox. Take away, ha- you have to take away uh, Happy Hogan. Yeah. You have to. Yep. You got to take and you got to take away the suits uh-huh. cuz Iron Man gave them. And any reference to Tony Stark or Iron Man, done. Uh, it, it has to come out. Yeah.
3: So and no completion to the last movie.
2: Well, no, no, there's absolutely no completion to the last movie. So here's the thing, Why's what are they going to do? You know what they're going to do? They're going to kill Uncle Ben yet again. So no, for the fifth time, they can't do it. They can't. No. They, no. they can't. They hold on, hold they couldn't on. do why it can't with you, uh, why can't Martin you pick Sheen.
5: Why can't you pick up where the last movie ended and just go into um, him staying in New York for once in his life and dealing with the issue of being exposed as a, as a insular Spider-Man-focused well, to th-
0: So certainly they're going to have to do that uh, without reference to him going to space, without even reference to Mysterio, who they tied his origin
2: well, to Tony Stark. And they can't well,
5: – doesn't own the rights to space. I mean like you can they talk can't, about that. They stuff. can't
2: reference the stuff. snap. Which <laughs> is seminal but, in what's right, or would it's they, would right they now. call it in in Far From Home the blip the blip, yeah. oh, the, the blip yeah the blip is blip, when they came yeah. back yeah when they so. they can't <laughs> reference either the snap or the blip the blip or the snap you'd wait it's I,
0: done I, I think maybe and, and please I want to hear from everyone on this topic but I think Sony certainly was feeling themselves Venom did much much better than both expected and than it deserved to do mm-hmm. we'll doing big part to the overseas oh, stop. and 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 then and then the real one that put it over the top. Do you know who's directing Venom Two? By the way, who's that?
2: Is it me? No. Who who, oh. who? who is it?
0: Oh, it's
5: uh, um, what's his name? Andy Sirkin. Serkin.
2: Circus.
0: Andy, Andy Serkin, yeah. yeah. Motion yes. Motion
5: Circus. Capture Zone. Yes, my Andy precious. Circus.
0: Okay, all right. That's interesting. Listen, he, it's not his first. Uh, he's 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 directed things before yeah, but, in the motion indeed. capture world, so maybe that would make sense for Venom. But I was gonna say, I think the real thing that had them feeling themselves up was. Into the Spider Verse, right? That yeah. success, which I believe was completely earned, and Mo, I know you said, "Oh come on," I enjoyed Venom. It was two hours of fun, forgettable feels- fun, I yeah. would call it that way. So maybe they say we want Spidey to play with these toys. I also think their next film is—is that, is that going to be Morbius, the Living Vampire?
2: Yes, I believe that. I think
0: I, I, I don't think that's going to do the same thing, and then that might bring them back. Maybe down to he's earth. sparkly. Ming, go ahead.
1: I um I read a quote where this is basically like uh um comparing the Chicago Bulls going we don't we don't need Michael Jordan anymore we're we're good with Scottie <laughs> Pippen Horace Grant and Dennis Rodman oh which of course as you know how uh, that work out that did, that did not work out uh, when he went off to play baseball that did not that did not work out at all so um I mean I think we kind of saw this coming uh, what ruins all good things money yeah money and uh, if I if I had the numbers correctly, I think currently Marvel's getting, what, 5% of the gross right now? Correct. And now they want 50. And do they deserve 50? Absolutely, they do. Right. Absolutely. Sony doesn't want to give that up, which, you know, I can understand. But who loses? Us. Well, we we all lose. Lo- that's right. We lose us the fans. And You know what? If they want 50%, they'll settle for
2: 25%. You think so? I know so. Well, and now gonna, they're, what's what's better, zero or 25%? And I'm going to tell you something else. It's not even that clear cut. It's not that clear
0: cut. It's not that Marvel went from five percent to one and fifty percent. Right. They went from five percent of first dollar gross, yes. which you take off the top, right, to fifty percent of profit is what they were asking, right, so okay. to split it with. So what I mean is that gap isn't even as big as going from five to fifty in right. like dollars. Those are not like dollars. Yeah. So, so I think there is a deal to be struck there.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and, uh,
1: you know, let's. You there know, was right. no counter There was nothing.
0: Well, we don't, we don't, we don't know what happened behind the oh, scenes,
2: no. and we also don't know that it's a dead deal. That it's over. Yeah, right. for sure.
0: No. I mean, you got Ryan Reynolds uh, uh, all over social media. You guys might remember Ryan Reynolds best from episode two of Point Blank. He was Mo Youssef's social media follow of the week at Van City Reynolds on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so he's out there. He's imploring Sony, please make this happen. I wanted to be on on screen with this kid. Mo, what are your thoughts on this whole thing?
3: So, you know, I, I understood it from from Sony's aspect. Right? They said. You know, we could take it from the angle of Venom worked really, really well. We were surprised by it. And Spider-Man's got this huge, huge array of, of, of guys that he's going to go against. I mean, he, he went against Doc, Doc Ock, right? It yeah. was, was a really, really good movie. Then he, they could do Craven the Hunter, you know, and, and, yeah. and so forth. There's, there's no limit as to, you know, who they, they could throw out there. And, in fact, I think Pat mentioned it. Uh, I think Mysterio is owned by Sony. So they could certainly bring, you know, they could they could certainly bring him back or, or you know, well, they, or they do could, whatever. They
0: just have to tweak it a little because could, his origin yeah, well, they well, made
3: they Tony Stark related. Him, yeah? yeah, yeah. So I understood it from that from that respect, but I'm I'm wholeheartedly with you guys, and it would just crush mm. the momentum. And and to be honest, I think they could pull it off once. They could they could they could have one good movie, but I can't see them having a great direction on where the whole franchise is going to go. I mean, it's a franchise is going to make money regardless.
0: To me, it seems like they have a very right, short they're memory. They're just
3: going to reboot it, you know. You, you know that's what they're going to do. Well, that's what
0: I'm saying. They have a very short memory because they rebooted the Tobey Maguire series into the Andrew Garfield series, and the first one was, eh, but that second one with the oh, uh, Jamie Fox and uh and uh and exactly. Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, right. I mean, so. That's what
3: we're headed for. That's exactly what we're headed for.
0: All right, Todd. You know, you work for one of these corporate megaliths. What's what's your take on this here? Uh,
5: I've 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 already kind of voiced it. I mean, I agree with you guys. It sucks. I'm a huge fan of the new Spider-Man. That all of that said, um, I mean, we're blessed to get get all these stories and all these movies and look at the characters that they're already coming out with in the next phase. It's like all kinds of guys I've never heard of, but you guys are all excited about. (laughs) Uh, Drink some hard. Mo, good luck. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, we're, we're whining over, uh, you know, over stuff that I think, I think, we'll, I think it'll all be fine. I think we're going to have some fun with wherever they go with it. To be honest, I, um, I, have never been a huge fan of how I love the Spider-Man. I love this, the movies they've made and the stories they've told, but it has, it has gotten a little bit for my taste kind of just out of his world yeah. where literally where he's off, you know, fighting uh, aliens in space right off the bat. I mean, that's something that you get to um, w- maybe way down the line. I- I'm happy to see him, as I say, potentially play a little more around in, in New York and um, yep. tell some more contained so stories. So be a I think.
0: friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah.
5: Well, we'll give that a shot. Why not? <laughs> um, and, Did you know, that ever what, work? See what you got with some of his classic villains and, uh, and-, and go from there. Was, I never remember. did see the uh, the 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 one with uh, that you just mentioned, the Spider Man. Spider, I forget into, how the name is.
0: Into the Spider Verse. Into the
5: Spider Verse. No, no. Into the Spider Verse is one of the best comic book movies made in the past ten years. Oh, away from home.
4: Yeah.
0: Far from home. No, the
5: one uh, with uh, Andrew Garfield, the second one. Oh, uh, uh, Amazing Spider-Man actually, I don't think too. I saw either of those
2: now that I think about it. it just, well, they're
0: uh, eminently I, I forgettable, so not, not, not a lot no going on change. there. No well, change. isn't it
4: Andrew
2: Garfield's like 80th birthday today? <laughs> <So.
0: laughs> uh, listen, Todd, you're, you're, you're correct in your approach. I just don't know why they have to be mutually exclusive. The next Spider-Man movie by Sony, can still be co-produced by Marvel, get some crossover action, but he's in his town. That first movie, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming, which, which you know, I, 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 a year, you know, whatever was it was, two years ago, we were here on Point Blank and raving about it uh, in terms of top, top five movies of the year. You know, they, they, they managed to get the spirit of John Waters' high school movies. They captured yeah, everything great. perfect about it. And in terms of a, of a real threatening and relatable villain in Michael Keaton's vulture, who is still out there and available for use possibly in the next movie. So um, I do hope they can get this sorted out. I don't know what Kevin Fajah does on these movies. Uh, you know, this was another sticking point. Like he's going to produce, he's not going to produce. If he just need him to give his blessing he's, on a movie. <laughs>
5: Sony's Sony's drop of the quote about how yeah, the, the whole yeah, reason it fell apart was because <laughs> Disney's saying he's too busy to work on. it is was, was just classic. Oh,
4: my God. <laughs>
0: I mean, I,
5: was, I, I believe it, but it's pretty funny that 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 they're saying that's the reason.
0: This is the age we're in. All right, so we can all agree. Hey, man, one last—you yes, said that on. was the
5: final breaking news, but I'm, there's one uh, that I picked up recently that I was surprised you didn't mention um, in the in this sort of tangential comic book world, which is the return, apparently, of Keanu Reeves.
1: Oh, oh to Ross, the Matrix universe.
5: And now Lena Wachowski, uh, a new sequel to The Matrix. What are your thoughts on that one?
0: So so you know what? I have to say I thought I was pretty plugged in. That one caught me flat-footed. When I heard about that, I was just flabbergasted. I, I thought that story was over. There's nothing else to tell. But, uh, but here's the thing. They realized that Keanu Reeves is still the same age as he was 20 years ago. So why not go ahead yeah, and I'm bring part. Neo back? Who's excited about this movie?
1: I uh I I thought they would have rebooted it before they continued it. Mm-hmm. But uh I mean the Matrix world is very big. Yeah. And uh you know while the last uh Reloaded and Revolutions were garbage, they were not yeah. good. Uh I think uh you know we're, we're in a different time now and you know Keanu's is hotter than he was back then arguably. Yeah. Uh good I, point. I I mean I'm I'm sure these two I want to say call them guys but they're I, did they both have sex changes? I think the am second, I right on that? Se- the second they one did.
0: just also did yes yeah
5: yeah yeah they did uh, you know
1: I'm, Lena
0: Lena and Lily now okay that
1: makes sense yeah, yeah. I, they had uh, what Speed Racer and you know it had a couple weird
0: underrated movie as far as I'm concerned uh, by the way I may be
1: the only person Speed that Racer. loves that movie
0: yes
5: Jupiter Ascending. You're a big fan. Still
0: didn't see that. That way. was a good movie.
1: It uh, hits cl- on my uh, cl- Cloud Atlas, uh, which yeah. our friend Taylor Allen like Warships. Uh, these guys are great storytellers. So they I'm are. sure they've been sitting on something in the Matrix universe. I'm sure they want to redeem themselves, perhaps. Yeah. Much like uh, Neo redeems himself, at the end of uh, Revolution. So uh, yeah, I've great. I but uh, like you, it came out of left field. I thought I thought we were done as well. I thought they told everything they had to tell. I can't wait. I love the first Matrix. Mm-hmm. It's it's yes. great. I- Go ahead, John. Uh, no,
5: I was going to say I, I have to. I, I consider the first Matrix as as one of very few perfect mm-hmm. movies. Yep. I mean, it, just, yep. it is mm-hmm. flawless in terms of the story it's telling, combined with the uh, effects and and use of technology, combined with the the characters, the acting. Like it all just comes together where there isn't a wasted frame in that in that movie. Yep. Um, to then spin out into the two sequels which that, that had a lot of interesting ideas and stuff. But that they didn't live was, up to
0: the promise of the first one.
5: It, it, no, that's an understatement. It was a little bit all over the place. But um, it, it's interesting to think, you know, that, what was that, 20 years ago? What
4: that story is now. Yeah, in,
5: in today's day and age, in, you know, in terms of the role that the Internet and all that has in our lives and – uh, like, is there a is there a take on that that is relevant um, that that could be really interesting? So yeah. Optimistic. Well, listen, are are we
0: all just uh, you know you know flesh bags plugged into the neural net to uh to uh, you know fund some greater enterprise? Ostensibly, yes, that's what we're all doing these days. Yes. Um, and that was all. Well, we're
5: talking. We're talking. What two characters, I think two characters who died and a director who changed gender. So let's see what they've got to say. <laughs>
0: You know, one, one thing you mentioned, uh, Ming, you said about how, how the universe of the Matrix can be so big. When they had that Animatrix, I don't know if you remember yep. that. Oh, of course. You know, yep. like all those different little stories. Yep. Uh, and and, and that, that gave you a taste. So yep. maybe they do go a different direction with this and maybe – well, then again, to get this greenlit, they probably had to have him be top billing. He, it, it is going to star Neo. I mean, it's not going to be oh, a, sure. he's going to drop in yeah. the way uh, 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 your boy Vin Diesel dropped in at the end of Tokyo Drift. <laughs> yeah, Still right. haven't seen it. Don't yeah. worry, Mike. That uh, oh boy. But, uh, but okay, listen. So good, good call, Todd, on the breaking news there. I just want to take a second. Let's pause, regroup, talk about some of the craft beer we're drinking tonight. Okay, so in studio here, uh, I picked this up at Kane on the uh, Anteed release day a couple weeks back. That's
1: Anteed and Night to End All Dawns. We're going to talk about that oh, in a man. future episode. And, uh, yeah, that was a big release. You So you went, waited in line?
0: C- correct, correct. Well, we were able to maybe not wait in line as much uh, oh, with some uh, inside hey. the industry. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. But, um, but, uh, but Todd, we're going to wait on that one so you're back in studio. Uh, but what we did pick up were some other ones, and this is picture in reverse. Okay, so now what is picture in reverse? This is a rye barrel aged... <laughs> Rye barrel aged, old ale. So old ale is 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 you know at first glance that's a very vague nomenclature for a type. Um, old ale and strong ale are typically correlated, and this certainly is strong, uh, coming in at twelve point six percent. I feel it, I taste so it, I love it. You know, typically old ales are made in some of the the more traditional British styles. This one then they age in rye whiskey barrels. Um, I have to tell you, if no one told me what this was. I'd actually be hard pressed to identify it. At there's times I'm drinking this, I'm like, is it a barley wine? Is it a barrel aged stout? There's elements of, of of each of these flavors, but it is just impeccable.
1: It's phenomenal. Uh, I love the barrel aged beers as you. It hits you right away, mm-hmm. which is uh, you you get that. Uh, I, I wow. don't know how else to describe it. it's the alcohol. Uh. Good alcohol taste right up front, yeah. and uh, I, I love I love the darkness. I just love flavor, my friend, and this is full of flavor. So, Kane, man, uh, big shout out to Michael Kane and the team over at uh, Big Kane Time Golden. Little Silver. Resident Michael Kane, uh, yeah.
2: Michael Kane, thanks you very much for your your support <laughs> of his beer. He'll be yes.
0: coming back as Alfred very shortly. <laughs> Todd, what are, what are you drinking out there in Chicago?
5: So I recently had a, a trip with the family up to Lake Huron, Michigan. First time on the on the lake on the east side of the state. And on the way home, uh, I told my wife we were going to stop somewhere and had to pick up some stuff exclusively for the purpose of this podcast. And uh, I did a search for the best breweries in, in Michigan. And I've she been was to thrilled.
0: A, Got it. Okay, go ahead. She was
5: excited about that. Um, I've been to a, a couple of them. Founders, obviously, in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Jolly Pumpkin's a good one uh, right there in Ann yep. Arbor. Um, but we ended up stopping in Marshall, Michigan, which was right near Kalamazoo. We we're going to do Bell's Brewery, another Can't very, go uh, very good brewery Michigan in Michigan, uh,
0: great breweries, yeah.
5: In, in Kalamazoo. But just east of that is a town called Marshall, Michigan. Pretty small town, but a great brewery called Dark Horse Brewing Company. Oh. And they had a beautiful brewery with a big open outdoor space, space for like bands to play, picnic tables, an upper deck area, um, a, a big kind of tap room. Uh, and everything. So it was, I was very impressed. It's it's kind of a small town, but a, they had a gorgeous spot right on a, on a little river there. And I'm drink. I had a uh, array of beers. I did a I did a sampling and uh, had this and and then went and picked it up from their shop. This is called Rain in Blood, Orange Pale Ale. And uh, I'll just read you the the uh, the summary here. Our tribute to scary. the late Jeff Hanneman. And the greatest band of all time, Slayer. This pale <laughs> ale is brewed with flesh, br- fresh blood oranges and blood orange juice, hand-squeezed at the brewery, should be enjoyed fresh and paired with delicious heavy metal, Slayer. So it's, uh, mm. it's a badass beer, but it, the, they, um, it's delicious. It's a really good summer beer. It's a, a relatively light beer, I think, what, 5 Five percent ABV, and but with a tinge of blood orange in there, just gives it a little kind of sweet bitter uh, hint to it, which is nice. I I've love, got a couple others, so we'll see what I get. I there.
0: love that former Point Blank guest, craft beer aficionado, heavy metal fan Jeff Welker would be all over this. If you have any left sense amount, we'll make sure it gets in his hands. Now, Mo, we don't want to leave you out of this. Okay. <laughs> I saw you imbibing. I mean, you could. The
3: the the board is just uh, on fire right now, man.
0: Oh yeah, okay.
3: Yeah, I, a I, lot of a lot of uh, beer aficionados out there. It's good. It's good to see.
0: Okay, well, I, but I saw you drinking, imbibing some sort of beverage there. What do you have tonight?
3: Yes, sir. I, I'm drinking the official beverage of the Cleveland Browns, hard <laughs> lifestyle beverages. <laughs>
0: uh, and and tell us a little a bit more Superman about that favorite. again. What's that? And, and so tell us a little bit about Heart again. So you, I think you happen to know maybe so, the, you, the owner there? Yeah. Or? So
3: this is a caffeinated beverage. There is no uh, uh, no color. There's no taurine. It has bi- uh, vitamin B vitamins. It's a, it's a good pick-me-up and uh, tastes uh, delicious. It's uh, citron-flavored and uh, locally made.
0: If, if lo- lo- local to LA, local to Cleveland, local to, or New, local to New Jersey. Yeah. So,
2: no, yeah, if
3: yeah, you yeah. take
2: a look on the screen when Mo's holding uh, it, no, he looks like Andre the Giant. I know, it's so tiny. A, with that little beer with can, with the little beer yeah, can, little beer <laughs> can <laughs> which was, I think, a forty <laughs> in right. ah, Andre's hand.
0: That's right. Uh, Mo, <laughs> is that is that a six ounce can? Like, what do you do?
3: This is. Eight point four or two hundred
0: fifty ml. Okay, all right, man. Well, listen, you're doing yeah, great. You're, you're reminding us of Giganta We're at Talladega, but okay. <laughs> so uh, I've got some
5: fans here too. In uh, in in Pat Koola, PJ Wendell, both calling out Dark Horse. There what? you go, guys. Wow, what?
0: these guys know Dark
1: Horse. Okay, yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, Good Pat's tip. up in uh, Traverse City, Michigan, so uh, he knows. Uh, well, Dark listen, Horse. Uh, and, uh, this is uh, as as
0: Pat's home turf, and PJ, you know, PJ's of course, we got to give kind of a shout out, out to our guy to our, our fellow, a shared universe. Uh, uh, podcast studio uh, uh, alumni here, and he has the Essential Guy Talk podcast. That's Tuesday nights, I believe. They're on their their summer August hiatus. Uh, these guys are doing vacations with their family and what stuff, but I think they're coming back in September or something. So we'll see. But uh, but uh, thanks for so wow, that's good. PJ knows Dark Horse as well. Okay, so now we're gonna move on to our next segment, and tonight we're gonna do Dead or Alive. Todd. Do you have it do you have dinner So remind us how does the game work and what we're gonna do here?
5: Well, this uh this game, a quick reminder, this started a couple, I don't know, episodes ago when I was flying home from New York and uh, Dr. Ruth Vestheimer was on my flight. <laughs> And uh, I think you responded, you know, didn't realize she was still alive. So that that kind of led to uh, a little bit of this uh, debate about who was and who wasn't and <laughs> having some fun with that. Again, with full respect to those who are deceased and those who are still living.
0: Oh, we respect them um, as well. OK. <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
5: there's really no uh, in, in episodes past. I've tried to come up with a theme on this one. I, I, I was I was kind of put on the spot by you to pull this together uh, right before the show. So. There are uh, I've got three different kind of groupings, but they are completely out of left field. It's just whatever. Somebody popped into my head and then I kind of riffed from there. We'll start off with um, from the uh, call it 70s and 80s porn industry. We've got a list here. Bob Guccione, Bob Guccione Jr., Hugh Hefner, Ron Jeremy, Linda Lovelace, Tracy (laughs) Lords and Candy Barr.
3: Wow. Ron Jeremy's still still alive.
5: Are you sure? 100%.
0: Well, here's what I can verify. Ron Ron Jeremy's still alive as of 2007. I hung out with him for a memorable night. 12 years ago.
2: Yeah, memorable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not a lot can happen in 12 years, Todd. (laughs) Memorable night.
0: Ron
5: Jeremy lives nothing but a picture of health.
2: Uh, That's what I'm saying. He almost died. He came within, uh, uh, I I, I, I was going to say a hair's breadth, but (laughs) a a pubic hair's (laughs) breadth of dying last year. (laughs) Yeah. uh, But he made a full recovery. I uh, saw that. Yes. So he's still alive. We, we had a memorable,
4: memorable night with Tracy him. In
0: two,
2: I hope Tracy, Tracy still alive. Lords is still alive. 2007, Tracy we were out in St.
0: Louis for Edward Jones training. Uh, Edward Jones uh, had their own campus uh, with a hotel on it. And uh, I was shocked, as you can imagine then, uh, to see who – there he is, the hedgehog himself, Ron Jeremy, in our hotel. And uh, we cozied up to the hotel bar and had a number of drinks. I was with him. I was with my good, buds, b- good, buddy, good buddy Seth Kelly from Rhode Island, uh, Don Watts from Kentucky, and then, of course, uh, Ron Jeremy himself. So I'm glad to hear that in intervening 12 years, he is still alive. So good. Tracing Lords online. Now, you said Hugh Hefner. Gang, 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 gang. Yeah, Unfortunately,
5: uh, not, not so much. Anymore. Both him
0: and, the, and the man fleet. that portrayed him on film, Stanley, all d- uh, both dead. So uh,
2: Bob that, Guccione, I believe, is dead. No, Bob Guccione Jr. The rest are dead. Oh, do we say Jr. Well, well, or senior? senior? I think he, and said, he said both. I think. Yeah, okay. I said yeah. Bro, junior, I say both. All right, I junior. Th- I know. Mm-hmm. I to Senior. I'm say the, the rest are dead. Pretty sure Senior's dead. Uh, mm. Candy bar. That's a tough one because. Uh, as much as I like to think of myself as a connoisseur of the golden age of porn, uh, not I, I don't recognize that. Either. If you would have come with <laughs> Linda Lovelace, uh, I would have... read on the list, too.
0: Oh, Linda but Lovelace was she, was she- is dead. Unfortunately, passed she away. She is. She is unfortunately. I look
1: at Mike Salsic with with vigor oh. and nose. <laughs> enthusiasm. Not, not and with us. I got them enthusiasms. Asked,
5: uh, <laughs> yeah, an, an actual question I asked my wife with, or right before this show, with no explanation whatsoever is: Can you name a female porn star? And uh, and I said who who might be dead. <laughs> And she <laughs> was thoroughly confused by, uh, by the question. She's oh, like, do you want them to be dead obviously. or do you want them to not be dead? I was like, I want you to not know.
0: Um, that's that's the, the key to a successful dinner alive.
5: Was, was, uh, was Jenna Jameson, who uh, not surprisingly is, is still alive. No, she's, she's still
2: alive. I would have to see, say Candy Bar is probably dead.
5: Candy Bar is, is I, I looked at a list of uh, uh, to try to come up with one that you would recognize who has died. That was the best I could do. She uh, died in two thousand and five at the age of seventy. Wow, Taking too young.
2: I've got. Um, may I throw one and, out at uh, you? Devin. Oh yeah, you got to hit him back. I, I need to throw one out at you, Todd. This is um, yeah. the devil in and the devil Miss Jones herself, Georgina Spelvin. Dead or alive?
5: Georgina <laughs> Spelvin. Yes. I thought I thought uh, Linda Lovelace was in, she wasn't Devil in Miss Jones?
2: No, Georgina Spelvin was Devil was in Miss Jones. She was deep uh, throat. Yes. Uh,
5: I'm going to go dead. She was
2: dead. Um, she was also in, oddly enough, she was in uh, the original Police Academy movie. Oh, my she God. She was the um, reboot. Yeah. Let's get a reboot. Yeah, we should have to get a reboot. Uh, Georgina Spelvin's still alive.
0: And by the way, that's wow. not the last we'll hear of Police Academy this episode, by the way. Uh, <laughs>
5: oh, oh, all right, Todd, okay. go second, ahead. Second get category, your second grouping. Even more, random, even more random than the first. I, I heard a reference to uh, this band recently, and it popped into my head. Um, we'll start with the triad of Wilson Phillips, but then extend that to Brian Wilson, Papa John Phillips, and Michelle Phillips. So, the mamas and the papas, Brian Wilson, Wilson Phillips. Oh, so, so I'll start.
0: Wilson Phillips are all alive. Okay, so so let me help yeah. you out here. Brian Wilson is playing in Red Bank at the Count Basie <laughs> Theater a month from now. So, unless something happens, alongside Stephen and Wright, out, <laughs> he, you it, it, it's like a week <laughs> apart from Stephen Wright. So, Brian Wilson alive. Okay,
2: so Papa John yeah, Phillips. Papa is John. Is. If you were alive today, I know a lot of parents who would probably kill him, right? Right. Because of oh what happened God. with Mackenzie Phillips, or oh. lo- well, right. what she said happened. I, right. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, go with her. On I'm this gonna one. go. Yeah. She looks uh, fucked up uh, enough. To yes, exactly. Sad. And I mean, she started uh, doing drugs at like what? Twelve. She says <laughs> ten. So the John, John, John Phillips is gone. He's gone. John um, Phillips long gone. 2001. He was only 65.
5: Michelle Phillips is
2: still with us. I think she's the last surviving member of the mm. Mamas and the Papas.
5: 75 years old, going
0: strong. She probably still looks great. She looks fantastic. All right, Michelle. last set. We've got,
5: um, this is another, obviously, completely random one. I'm going to do Tony Robbins, Jack LaLanne, Elaine LaLanne, and Richard Simmons.
3: <laughs> All right, so Jack LaLanne is is no longer here. Richard is. He's the most fit Richard corpse Simmons.
2: out there.
0: What's the whole point yeah. of working out? He's dead anyway. What's the point? Are you sure Richard Simmons? <laughs> no, that, that
5: was lived, that was a famous podcast to us. last year. They were searching for, Richard, trying to find him whether or not he had died. Richard Simmons but, uh, is alive. He's a recluse yeah. or something. Though, 71 yeah. years old. Tony and, Robbins?
2: Uh, still alive, isn't he? Yeah, yes.
5: Those kidding. those teeth yeah. are huge. What about
2: L. Ron Hubbard? Oh,
0: sorry, just had to get that. And name. then
5: Al- Elaine, you got Jack Elaine. What about his lovely wife, Elaine? Elaine oh. Lelane. What better name?
2: <laughs> wow. wow. Uh, I'm gonna say alive. <laughs> Drawing a bike on that one. We gotta say guess. Kids.
5: She's alive. She is ninety-three years old. Wow, wow. still so, doing
2: the Jack oh. workout. She took Jack's she, place and she yeah. swims she, across the English Channel with twenty tugboats in her teeth. Yes. <laughs>
4: For,
5: <laughs> she towed a seven forty seven on her ninety second birthday.
2: <laughs> She's awesome. There you go. All right. Well, listen, Todd, that was that, Todd, was that was great. And by the way, may I say those groupings were fantastic. <laughs> for, for you to have pulled that together
0: at the last minute as you claim, that was phenomenal. Great job. Kudos, man. Good job.
3: Andre you the Giant just hoisted up Clancy his and, little uh, tomato can. Jesse uh, Lewis.
0: Sa- say it again, Mo? Sorry. Say it again.
3: I just want to say what's up to uh, Jackie Clancy and uh, to Jesse Lewis. They, uh, they joined the uh, –
0: What's up? The watch party? We call them J&J. Um, nice. Now we're
2: shouting people out. Now
0: listen, P, PJ actually uh, came in and he mentioned in the comments. We talked about essential uh, guy talk. They he, He's saying they, they do come back on the year September 3rd. September 3rd. Uh-huh. Uh, nice. So we're glad to see them back here. Um, all right. So listen, before we get to our next segment, which is top three, um, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reverse things a little bit here. Um, we're gonna save the top three for one more segment, and we're Ooh. gonna jump up. Let's just jump up our social media oh, follows oh, of the right. week. Okay, oh. so let's talk a little bit about what social media follow the week. So social media follow the week. We're each gonna give a recommendation. It could be on uh, uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, on YouTube, you know, Todd's been known to go way outside the box and just like tell a video about like some weird dude. It could be anything you want and it could be an account. That, that
5: Facebook watch. Come on.
0: Okay. It could be, it could be, you know, I mean, an account that you feel is, uh, uh, has something to add and, uh, and, and maybe it's not getting the viewership it deserves. It could just be something that helps you pass the time and you want other people to be able to enjoy the benefits of it. But anyway, it's our social media follows of the week. Um, if, if, we have no objections. I'll lead us off this week. Okay. Okay. So Mind Ming is going to be Instagram. Okay. And it's going to be Instagram at the Open Bottle. The Open Bottle.
1: Spell it like it sounds. Pull this up fair for everybody. So I think shoot, they have shoot, about shoot, seven see, or eight, shoot,
0: th- seven or eight thousand followers. And I started following them with Ross Brewing, uh, and you know, th- th- there's a number of accounts out there like this. Um, And certainly, you know, with Ross Brewing, we hope to be featured on accounts like this and in your future. But what this guy does, they go out and they're trying to find the best beers they can, not dissimilar to what we're doing here on Point uh, Point Point Podcast. And then, of course, they're taking photos and giving commentary as well. So uh, what I've started to use this account for is uh, for things that look particularly appetizing or that, he, that, the, that the reviewer is saying looks particularly great, you know, we're using this as a target. So I talked to my friend Bill over at the Little Silver Bottle Shop and we'll say, hey, can you go out and get some of Lawson's Finest Liquid? And, uh, and then they go and they make it happen sometimes. So this is a great account. He's got a, a nice camera, uh, beers from all over the place. So um, just as soon as we are able, uh, which... I'll use this opportunity to mention right now, is uh, pretty darn soon. We, um, we, we Okay, so we're, we're going completely off topic here, but I'm going to mention it. So we got something from the state of New York uh, this, oh. pa- this past week. And my attorney calls up. Our attorney at Ross Brewing calls up and says, hey, I've got great news. We're like, what? We got something from the state of New York. I'm like, what? Can we start selling today? He's like, no, it's our deficiency notice. I'm like, okay. So I don't know what that means, but it doesn't sound great. John, you had
5: that. You had that about 35 years ago.
0: Yeah, exactly. So no, but but why why they said it was good news is because they specifically spelled out the three things we needed to give them to get the license issued, and what they were were, were very super obtainable things. And one was they said since my application was submitted, yes, my passport expired. That was a year and a half. Okay. And uh, they said, so they need new proof of citizenship. So I said, number one, you know, I mean, uh, just the, by virtue of the passport expiring, I didn't lose my citizenship. And number two, I submitted a year and a half ago when it was no, good. But fine. I sent them my birth certificate. It doesn't expire until you die and get a death certificate. So then number two, they said the lease on our office. They said, oh, well, this lease looks like it's going to be up. They want to know you're going to have it for the next year. Fine. We got a new lease uh, printed up that extended the time. We sent it to them. And the third thing was they wanted a picture of our office in New York. We do maintain a small office in New York for the purpose of getting the license uh, with the desk and chair and telephone. They said this is literally something they want, a picture of the office with a desk, chair, and telephone. So uh, here's some breaking news right now uh, in the middle of social media follow of the week. So in that year and a half that I've had that New York office, I have never set foot in it.
1: Wow, you're like Tony Soprano.
0: It, it, it's a no-show job. Ex- 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 okay. Exactly. <laughs> we, uh, I was able to find somebody online that had a building with it, suites, as the state of New York requires. Um, got somebody to go over there, throw a ross sticker on the door yeah. of the suite that we were assigned. I pay my rent every month, no questions asked. And uh, so now I needed to get a desk A chair and a phone in there, and photographic.
1: (laughs) So this you can't just like take some stock photo Uh, and like Photoshop like. It's, yeah, it's I mean you could, GPS but you don't want to get in trouble. Or I or I love your integrity. Uh, uh, well, so love the integrity. Maybe
0: because I knew it would make a better story. I don't know, but I drove out there this past Friday. Oh my God! So I get to the building.
5: Stop at IKEA, and, Stop at Ikea first.
0: <laughs> and it's in. A, see, I didn't do that. <laughs> he I, got the frickin' I, I was hoping that for what oh I was paying per God. month, maybe there was a desk in there already. Okay, it's in a building <laughs> called the S I A B C, the Staten Island Arts and Building yeah. Collective, and it's a it's a it's a building with all suites, just like the a Shared Universe Podcast Studio right. here, but in this case it's all artists, sculptors, painters, some guy that's doing machine welding and coming up with crazy, crazy inventions. And and then oh, and they
3: sculpted a desk for you.
0: And it's <laughs> so now I go. I haven't been here before. Yeah. I'm going door to door right. introducing myself to my neighbors and say, "Hey, nice to meet you. By the way, do you have a desk?" And so what we were able to do is one neighbor gave me oh my god. A kid-sized, so no more than 18 <laughs> inches tall, Dora the Explorer oh my toddler god. party table. Okay. <laughs> that works. An- another, another one of these oh artists said, I'm in the middle of doing some woodwork and creating these leaves for this dining room table. I said, can I take three of them and I'm going to lay them on top of this door of the Explorer table? Right. And then I said, now what I need is a chair. But, but we need a mini chair so that it can look to scale as if this is a full-size desk. And so we found a third artist in there that happened to have a mini chair. So we put all this together. I took a step back, took a picture of the room with the Ross Brewing sticker on the door. We submitted it to the state. Those were the three items for our deficiency notice. Do you have it on your phone? Can you send it to me? I'm going to send it to you. Okay, I'll see if I can get it
1: up for everyone. We have to see this. Yes, we actually do. What did
2: you do about the telephone?
1: Oh, oh, yeah! Did
2: anyone have a rotary no, phone? No, no, no. I brought. A, I
0: did bring a phone from home. However, however, when I got there. Kel Preeze, there was nowhere within the suite to plug the phone in. Of course. So here's the first one I'm sending okay. you, Ming, okay, I'll see is of the go. raw materials that we <laughs> okay, used to put okay, this here. together, all right. and then the second one is of the assembled product. Okay. So, um, But in the event, so we got way far afield from social media files of the week, <laughs> no. all of which was That's to say great story. that since we, uh, since we gave the state what they're asking for, we're expecting that approval imminently, and our stuff is going to be for sale. So get that over to you, and then we're going to do one more just like that. And then the team. So that's my social media follow of the week. It's at the Open Bottle, uh, Muhammad, Why don't we throw it out to you and you tell us who's your social media follow of the week, my friend? By the way, Ming, you'll see that when you get this picture, we also managed to throw a <laughs> um, a Ross Brewing uh, hat on the desk to make it look even more official, homie. I mean. And I found a piece of paper somewhere to make it look like we do office work. So, uh, so you're gonna get you that. You're gonna get that picture momentarily. Mo, who's your <laughs> social media follow of the week?
3: So this is a Twitter account. It's at Unbalanced Memes.
0: Unbalanced Memes. Yeah. Is that spelled the usual way? Memes? Yeah.
3: Okay. So I also wrote it on the... uh,
1: Got it up. Now, Chemically Unbalanced Memes, everybody. All right.
3: And so these guys, (laughs) you know, this is almost an extension from uh, Rex Chapman.
0: If you go three down and just check out the video... Rex Chapman. So uh, we remember when you had Rex Chapman. Oh, wow.
1: That's a. Whoa. That's. Sledding down an escalator. And and now security's trying to get them. Oh, my God. (laughs) Where is this? Is this outdoors in Vegas? No,
0: this is in the mall. So, look, the secur- security is eyeing them warily because they suspect something's about to happen. Oh, they know.
2: They know what's coming. But Paul Blart can't do a <laughs> Oh, it. no. And now this one's off to the races. Well, she's not off to anything. <laughs> that was. But just see, a-
0: it looks like it's outdoors. <laughs> that looks like it's on the Vegas trip, I have to say. Ming, uh, scroll down a little bit. Let's see some of the other the unbalanced memes here. Which one are you talking about, Mo? Some
3: Some may not be for public consumption.
2: Okay, oh, so these are some of them are not suitable for work. You are saying, well, yeah, they're not. All
0: right. Yeah. all right. Well, that's perfect for a point blank podcast. Then
3: they're they're a little coarse, if you will. <laughs> but anyway, they they throw a ton of content on there day after day after day. Um, you know, you, you see uh, human misery. Oh, p- uh, you just what? see a lot of a lot of funny wow. stuff. Uh, people getting hurt. Um, actually, the uh, the uh, the Queen of England. You know, putting up a couple of swords. It's just just a lot of funny, funny stuff. Is there any stuff just
0: with people falling or no? People falling down?
3: Uh, stuff falling on people.
0: Okay, because that is the lovely Suzanne's favorite genre of comedy is whenever people oh, fall. Oh, go. my oh. God. No! <laughs> oh, no! That's both. That's oh, something falling on no. someone and then someone God. falling down. This is great. Oh, I hope the lovely oh, Suzanne's watching oh, wipe oh, out. Man.
4: Very good. Oh, so it's- God. That's wrong. So
0: it's at unbalanced memes yes. on Twitter. Yep. Very good, Mo. Very good. Todd, how about you, my friend?
5: Hi. Mine's uh, super straightforward and simple. This one is uh, a site I hope to be recognized by soon enough. It's Fashion Dads. So uh, this is on Instagram. Sorry, not a site. A f- uh, follow. Fashion Dads underscore for some reason. Fashion Dads, D-A-D-S underscore.
1: Okay. Got it. Hang on. That means there it was there another bit- Fashion
0: Dads first.
5: Just uh, yeah, maybe Coming soak up. it up and, up. and like I said, um, I, I aspire to, to get myself in here.
1: Wow. All right. This are.
0: Wait, is that guy on the right wearing a red, a shared universe? Oh, no, that's Budweiser. Okay.
5: <laughs> I like the dude with the vented shoulders a little bit down from there. Um my main man in the in the bright yellow top resting his belly on the counter while he looks at a couple phones at well, that, Best Buy.
0: That sounds like me. Uh we have a picture of me?
1: Oh here we go. Right here.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Nice. Nice. Oh my god. Oh this side just, is brutal.
5: It's just great. It's great. Uh so yeah, there you go.
0: So you, you so now, it up. Oh wow. That's an innovative use of beltage. Um, so I guess I'm gonna have to scroll through here to see if either of my kids sent anything through.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where you don't. It doesn't. You don't need to think a lot. You just enjoy uh, enjoy looking in the mirror.
0: Awesome. So Ming, be- before we move on to your social media yes. follow of the week, um, why don't you go then. ahead and show the fans the uh, All right, here the Ross the, Brewing New York photo. office?
1: Um, hold on, I'm gonna have to switch over my other email account um, right here. <laughs> of my multiple and uh the uh, the photo should be right re- i had to email them to myself rather than uh, i couldn't airdrop them i'm, not, I, I'm hardwired in ah okay. so i couldn't uh not on wi-fi but uh here we go all right everybody are you ready here we go as it, as it loads up come on as it as it lo- here we go all right, so this you said are the raw materials right here?
0: Those are the raw materials, they were able to cobble okay. from my friends. So what
1: is this right here? The the door? The, Those the, are the leaves. Whatever this the treasure? Whatever this table is right It's here, all, not even a door of the explorer. explorer. Oh, it's a
2: knockoff. <laughs> is, maybe it's Diego. I don't know. Okay. I don't
1: know no, who this guy is. No, that's not Diego. Oh and this is the, this is what the wood you said? <laughs> that's right. They were they, they were being transformed. Looks <laughs> like Bobby's world. It, I think it is Bobby's world actually. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay. And here, there is we everybody. go. There we go, ladies everybody. and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> Your Ross Brewing, New York field office.
1: They <laughs> threw the hat on
0: there. Now taking There's applications. <laughs> now hiring. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so this was one of the three items we needed to provide the state to, to be clear on our deficiency notice so that we can get issued the license and get our can selling, and maybe they'll get on this open bottle. Fantastic. So uh, we'll keep you posted in future episodes of Point Blank Podcast. But um, in the meantime, Mike
2: Zapsik. Your social media, yes, where are we going, the week. Mike? we're going to <laughs> KP Burke Sucks <laughs> on Instagram. Wait, okay. is, is this a is this? A, oh, it is. Oh, it is him. Okay, I, I was wondering, is someone K. trolling K. him Burke or no? No, sucks. this is K, it's, okay. it's K P B U R K E S U C K S. Okay, KP Burke Sucks. Uh, we are proud to have KP yep. as one of our podcasters here, him, him and his dad, Larry. And they do a phenomenal podcast called American Loser. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's it's great, isn't it? And these guys they're they're both funny as hell and they're informative as hell. And KP Burke, KP should be uh, he's a stand up comedian mm-hmm. and he should get more gigs. Mm-hmm. And and I mean he is funny as hell. Um, when we did the Brian O'Halloran roast, a uh, long oh, who- long time was ago. was he there? He was there. He was one of three comedians, not, not including Chris Covert. Um, he was one of the three comedians.
1: <laughs> do, do you count Chris Covert? <laughs> no.
2: Uh, so, <laughs> I love half, Chris. Half. Yeah, half, we give him half. But uh, KP was the only, uh, I mean, of the comedians that Chris called to there to, mm-hmm. to make us laugh, KP was the only one
1: who did for me. Right. Now, and wait I'm,
0: a minute, wait a minute. Wasn't Lodondo at that roast as well
2: or no? Ladondo was.
0: Well, he
1: wasn't on on the roasting panel.
2: Oh, he wasn't.
0: He was okay, no,
1: but he
2: but he did get up and say stuff. He, I, I, I he thought did he roast. did. I thought I thought he did engage in some roasting. He oh. did engage in some roasting and. I it wasn't his strongest. Okay, okay. Uh, which is why you can't remember. But KP did a good job. KP did
0: a, he did a great job. Um, job. Um, if you want
1: to watch it, it's actually on YouTube. Is okay. it? Watch the so, yeah. Um, okay, cool. His set is on YouTube. It's very,
0: uh, it's very uh, good. I'll say this is a great pe- KP is someone I've wanted to get as a guest on Point Blank for oh. a, for, for a while. Oh, so I, we I can, know we can make that happen. We right make know? that happen uh, because that American Loser podcast. I
2: just think the conceit of it is great. Right. So oh, tell us a little bit about it. Um, they take people who maybe. Didn't win in life, <laughs> right? Um, throughout history, <laughs> throughout history, and they they focus in on. I'll I'll, I'll put it in terms that. Um, Just I tell it bluntly, did, Mike. Um, I engineered their one of their uh, recent ones, and it was on um, Jefferson Davis. Okay, Well, and well, that's a... That's did, a, that's
0: a uh, yeah, it was it <laughs> was a little <laughs> cringeworthy. One of the biggest losers, yeah, but <laughs> but he
2: was an amazing loser, and uh, they. You know, they put it out there and they're like, listen, we we don't condone slavery, but here's what the deal is. And, you know, they, they covered their asses and these guys were great.
0: Well, that's awesome. So now uh, on his Instagram here, you're going to probably see about his podcast because I see some American loser. Yep. Yes, you'll, you will but you'll see, see all see maybe about, about his stand-up gigs as well. Yep. OK, awesome, man. That's great. K.P. Burke
2: sucks. I really thought it was somebody like that hated him yeah. or was trolling no. him. <laughs> well, it's him, so he hates himself a little bit. That would be K.P.
1: Burke self-love. really sucks as a troll account. Don't, but yes. don't, don't, we,
0: don't we all to some extent? Yeah, right. exactly, of course. All right, Ming, bring us home. Who's your social media follow?
1: Uh, fo- social media follow on Instagram. It is Nikki G Cosplay, N-I-K-K-I-G-E-E. Whoa, nice launch there. Nikki G cosplay is Nikki N I K K I G E E cosplay. Okay. Uh, Cannot
2: hate this man for his consistency, folks. Yes,
1: this is uh, Nikki G. She's a cosplayer that I've known for a number of years. Um, (laughs) Oh,
2: hello
0: there.
1: She's very blessed. As you can see, her cosplay is amazing. Uh, However, I'm going to see if this is on here. Uh, During New York Comic Con, everybody, we will be uh, hosting the uh, cosplay cruise around uh, New York, around. Goes, uh, it's a three-hour cosplay cruise. And what dates are those? Wow. Uh, it is Friday. It's the Friday of New York Comic Con. I believe it's like, like October eighth or something like that. I don't. I should know the exact date. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I've done this twice before, uh, and, and I'm honored to be back again. Um, so I believe it. Uh, it boards at eight, takes off at nine, goes around New York, uh, three-hour tour. Uh, it goes around the Statue of Liberty. It is a big. They bring in a DJ. It's a big dance party. On a boat going around New York during well, Comic Con,
2: is Mike going to be on this boat too? No, I never get invited to this stuff. Go. That is a great nose, by the way. That is amazing. I'm going to tell you about this one in a second. But go ahead, Ming.
1: And uh, yeah, and, now is she going to be there as well? She is one of the co-hosts, along with me and two other cosplayers. Uh, again, I don't have their names in front of me, but um, she seems blessed somehow. She's very, very. Her he just got very big eyes. Yes, everybody. Mm. Uh, but I'm very honored to be uh, <laughs> co-hosting with her. And uh, yeah, I, I encourage everyone to come. It was a great time. Are you going to be cosplaying? I so last year I did Jay. For, uh, from from Silent Bob, the year before I did Silent Bob, using the fun.com official Jay and Silent Bob cosplay, yeah, he costumes. keeps calling
2: me up and he's like, "Hey, can you grab me a costume?" Yeah, uh, can you get me? So on, I'm like, uh, a "When am I gonna get on this fucking boat?" Yeah, right. Can we get Mike on the boat? No, we can't.
1: Well, Man. here's the thing: I don't even know why I'm on the boat. You got it's me and three very attractive female cosplayers. Like, do you even really need me? But they asked me; they want to mix it up a little bit with a uh, uh, little Asian for male, contract. I guess. <laughs> and, uh, and
2: I'm honored. It's like, it's like Ma with his hard cider uh, can. It that's looks, right. Looks bigger than it really is.
1: Yeah. But uh, Nikki G, uh, a dear dear friend, and great can we just cosplayer. Just go there and see
2: the name of the account one
1: more time. It is Nikki G G spelled G E E cosplay. Nikki okay. Nikki G, G cosplay on Instagram. 000 fo- followers. Wow. Okay. So that she is, needs your follow, folks. Um, that is uh, uh, just you know not just for contact. That's 130 thousand followers more than Mike Sapsick. Mike Sapsick has eight thousand followers. Wow. Uh, look uh, Tanner
0: Weinberg, the shot across the bow. And, That's okay. because uh, well, no, no, I, no.
2: ha- I only have thirty posts,
1: right? And this is, uh, you know, uh, two and a half times more than my followers. And okay, uh, all right. She, you know, she's definitely and where is she and
2: where is she
0: based at. Uh,
1: I believe New Jersey. She's a New Jersey native. So wow, because usually
0: uh, these are West Coast based. Yeah, no, no. Nope, okay. nope,
1: she's uh, East Coast, uh, born, born and bred, my friends. So all right, Nikki G. Cosplay. Nikki G. Cosplay, everybody.
0: All right, we'll uh, we'll be getting our tickets for the cruise.
1: Okay, now I would love to see you guys. Are I. I uh, you know, I, I know I'm joking a lot. It is so much fun. It is a great – a dance party on a boat going in New York Harbor. I remember uh,
0: some of the stories that you were posting I think, yep. from last year, yep. and it looked like it was a lot of it's fun. A, it's amazing. All right. We're going to move to our next segment, which really our previous segment. We're moving to our next segment, which is top three, ladies and gentlemen, top three, top three. And how it works is in the days and weeks leading up to a point-blank podcast episode. We're going to get out there on social media, on Facebook, top three. It's going to be a different topic each time. And what we're going to do is we're going to go around the room and each of us is going to give our selections for top three. In this case, the topic we're going to reveal in a second. And then we'll reveal you, the audience, the point blank viewers, listeners, fans, what your votes were. And what we do is we're going to get it out there. We put it in. uh, We mentioned PJ earlier. We make use of the Essential Guy Talk Facebook group, which has Thousands of members, and we're able to get a lot of very interesting votes. So this week, the topic was top three 80s movies. Not since we said top three uh, albums of all time have we gotten such a vicious backlash of, This is impossible! You can't ask us that. You know, people telling us what we should be doing. Uh, ask top three 80s comedies of 1984. Get more specific mm-hmm. because it's it's just – And but you know what? We're here to ask the hard questions, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right? So uh, here's what it's I can tell you in terms of number Literally of Literally,
5: it has to be done.
0: <laughs> we had uh, – uh, prior to last week, Thank we you, had God. four consecutive top threes. Each one breaking the record of number of votes cast. Okay. That was until we last week, we did top three breakfast cereals. We got a heck of a lot of votes. We got something like 250 votes. But because we had only posted it that morning, it didn't get the volume. What I can tell you is we're back, baby, because <laughs> we got 400. And fifty eight votes cast Whoa. A- across the regular thing, my wow. Facebook page, essential guy talk groups, other groups. We got 458 votes cast. Uh, I think a very wide range of 80s movies. When I think of 80s movies, I think of Muhammad Youssef. I want you to start us off, my friend. What is your top three 80s movies? Go. All
3: right. Starting with number three, which edged out A Nightmare on Elm Street, number three is Gremlins.
0: Whoa. Okay, so you're saying you had a Nightmare yeah. now she would would have been like your honorable yeah, mention? Yeah, it, it was a toss-up between the two.
3: Okay. Todd, uh, did the you the like that? that? I could watch over and over and over. Yeah.
0: yeah. What, 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 yeah so tell me, why, why Gremlins? Uh, do you love the Christmas part of it or what, well, what's going on?
3: I, I just, well, yeah, it's, it's a, <laughs> I love the fact that it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas movie. To me, <laughs> it was an idea I, I had never seen before. And I had not seen, you know, I'm growing up in the 80s, I didn't go to the to the movies very often. And so this is one of the few movies I actually seen in the movie theater. Wow. Okay, so the eighties movie experience. Are you Team
0: Gizmo, Team Spike? Like, where do you where do you fall here? Oh, totally Gizmo, man. Totally, totally rooting for the good guy.
3: Yeah. All right. I couldn't believe how evil the uh, you know you know Spike was, and so uh, yeah. All right, and, your... and I love the dad that he, you know, he he was the worst inventor of all
2: time.
0: Yes, yes, very that was a, a very good comedic overtones to the movie. Very good pick, by the way. Hoyt Axton. So. Uh, I was uh, I was surprised, uh, happy to see the love it got in the viewer poll. But go ahead, what's your number two?
3: So number two is a movie I actually just saw a week ago, uh, The Princess Bride. <laughs> what?
0: Whoa! Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean yeah. like you just saw it again a week ago? I saw it again. I saw it oh, again. Yeah, okay, yeah. Not, for not, not for the first not for the phone. Oh, wow. But
1: but right. Because all with all you, we never can tell. Yeah. I mean, with the... Holy crap. Like, uh,
5: <laughs> We've talked about that as a segment, a future segment.
0: <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. right. Uh, well, so, go ahead. Go ahead. So, what, so I mean... Andre the it, Giant. Yeah. It,
5: it's impossible. It's impossible
3: not to know the phrase, my name is Nero Montoya. You killed my father.
0: Yeah. Prepare to die. That's true.
3: Yeah. Forgot and coming in, coming at number one, the most quotable movie of all time, uh, coming to America
0: in the face, yeah, Abs- absolutely, strong. man. Very, very, very great selection. Wow. Uh, I can tell you that Eddie Murphy himself did very well in this viewer poll for sure yeah. and the listener poll. And, uh, and coming-
3: it, it was to me, it was impossible, or you know, impossible to for me to even say, okay, these are my, um, uh, what do you call it the uh you know the, all the other movies i should have made my top 3 like there there are just way too many other movies in the 80s for me to give uh you know uh, additional shout outs to so i said you know I, I really uh i started with about 230 movies from there i said i have <laughs> oh seen 46 god. of Let me them just
2: whittle these down oh my
4: god yeah.
0: uh well listen i think you did a great that's a very very solid top 3 in my personal opinion uh, uh, i can tell you that all of your picks did very well in the viewer poll so uh so good on you mo we're going to throw it over to todd todd your top three 80s movies go
5: this is a tough one man um i'll I'll just quickly say a shout out to uh you mentioned eddie murphy movies uh i think it was andrew andrew nguyen i don't know i don't know him but i loved his three picks were were eddie murphy centric trading places Beverly Hills Cop and Coming to America. Oh, here you, you go, go. I'm, I'm really? down with it. That's a strong three right there. Um, I think. When, I, when I, I think. We, I think we
0: pronounced that win. We learned that from Dustin when. Wynn of uh, of, uh, of Twenty One Jump Street. But go ahead. That's fine. I love it.
5: Um, the so three of my favorite. So I, I'm thinking about this in terms of uh, 80s movies, like movies that are of the 80s, right? That ha- that are of that time. Yes. Make yes. Make you think that time that bring that to life for you. So three of my favorite movies of all time are actually, Mo just mentioned it, Princess Bride, Raiders of the Lost Ark might be number one for me all time. Die Hard's up there. But to me, those are timeless movies. Those, mm, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, like particularly Raiders and, and Princess, like those could be of any era uh, in, in a way. So I, I don't know. It's kind of a stupid reason, but I'm, I'm putting those to the side to try to focus on movies that really do evoke the I love, the it. I for love me. it.
4: Go
0: ahead
5: and uh, and also, I'm thinking of movies that that um, you know comedies and such that I uh, endlessly quote and and come back to. So uh, I had coming to America on that. Uh, uh, but in light of mo picking it, I'll scratch that Whoa. and and ah. Ah, I'll last, audible last minute to,
2: substitution. Uh, wow, nice. I'll audible to uh,
5: Christmas vacation. Someone else had it on, ah. on the on list there, but uh, I mean, it's just it, it, every year almost. I think about it. I quote it. I try to watch like it. Like
2: every year, like around Christmas time. That
5: would it's be Toward weird. the end
2: of the year, basically. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Shitter's full. Merry Christmas. Uh, Shitter's full. <laughs>
5: unintentionally then I I, I shift from Eddie Murphy to Chevy Chase so I also had Caddyshack on there
0: okay
2: brilliant brilliant brilliant
5: you can't can't go wrong there and these aren't necessarily in any order Um, I I don't need to expound on on why Caddyshack is uh, is an absolute classic but one that popped into my head that, that is true 80s of the time and watching it now it's almost comical even though it's still a great movie and it really holds up and looking through everything you tell me John all the answers that I see on your Facebook page I don't see this popping up anywhere is war games.
2: Wow. Great. You know, that was, uh, nice one. Yeah, so, so I got to so agree so with there. It's, it's a really, really good fantastic one. movie. Yeah.
5: Uh, it holds up just in terms of the entertainment value of what's going down the tech and like the, uh, and yep. you know, all of that in there is, is obviously a joke right now. There's a lot of, Phones, uh, phone internet connections with phones a lot, being lot placed of modem on, sounds, yeah.
2: on modems and whatnot. Get me well, the president um, on the horn.
5: The overall message, you know, that you take away, no one can win a tic tac toe, is universal. So
0: um, yeah, it's good stuff. Man, <laughs> war so, games. So I'm going to tell you something. I'm glad you mentioned that. Okay, so we can bring this up because it's not going to be in the top three, but right. of the 458 votes cast, War Games got two votes. Two votes. They were both from one of our satellite groups that we participated in. This was bad husband material, and um, all of which we qualify for. Uh, (laughs) And so, War Games was a major. I'm sorry. No, Mo, you're you're a great catch. We hope every day that somebody realizes that. Thank you. And brings you into the. I was
3: in that club. I was in that club once.
0: Okay, but um, but I, I, I remember War Games. We probably watched it close to two hundred and seventy times Whoa. in our house. It was one of the movies that uh, that we had on, on videotape. I'm gonna talk a little bit about that in a minute when it's my turn. I remember my favorite part is you're two thirds into the movie. And then and then you know and it's it's this obviously this, you know, high-tech computers, you know, if you've got Whopper, dun, 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 you know, all this stuff. And then this pterodactyl comes across the screen. And I remember oh, it was amazing. it was always a reset for me. I'm like, what's happening here? And of course it was I think Doctor uh, Peter Falcon yes. or, or something, and he had this remote control flying vehicle, which was a, was a. In any event, that's an aside. Great pick, Todd, and something where yes. you went against the the vast majority of people. Your other selections need no further comment. They're 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 way way up there. Ming, your top three eighties movies go.
1: All right. Well, we got to go with I feel the alternate eighties movie came out in nineteen eighty five Back to the Future. Okay. Um, had time travel. Had uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, had um, a dude almost, you know, making out with his mom. Yeah. Um, so you hot. know. So I yeah. mean, almost. He did. He. Uh, he I, did. Ha- he halfway. How? I'll give him a half. I'll give him a half on that. But uh, you know, any yeah, time. T- probably
0: didn't and- to use tongue.
1: Anything with time travel, I'm automatically in. Donnie Darko, uh, you know, Back to the Future. Is um, there
0: anything about Back to the Future that you carry with you every day of your life?
1: Uh, there is. I do have a, a flux capacitor tattoo uh, right here on my... <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, I loved it so much that, you know, I, I, I got a tattoo of, you know, the icon, the thing that makes time travel possible. <laughs> but to me, that is pretty much a, a perfect movie. Awesome. Um, you know, a great snapshot of the 80s. And, um, great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. Uh, I, the acting is impeccable. But, I mean, the the, the plot is just something that I had never seen before. It, it's it's a perfect movie.
0: It, it, really, it, really it really is a perfect is.
1: movie. It really is.
0: I, I'm sure there's somebody, not me, but somebody's writing some case study about how that is yep. like a perfect screenplay, direction, execution. Yeah,
1: there is no. Yeah, there are no flaws in that movie, in my opinion. So that is that is first and foremost number one. Very good. Uh, number two, we'll flip over to what I feel is the ultimate vampire movie, The Lost Boys. Ooh.
0: Yeah, and uh,
1: you know, um, uh, you know, you got the two Corys, which you know, obviously were magic in the, uh, in, the in the mid to eight, late '80s. Um, a magic. <laughs> Somebody said the word two Corys <laughs> and magic. I said it. I All if right. I two said Corys it were magic, you meant here. it, yeah. Mike. If I said it, I meant you. it. Fucking I said it, I meant it. Um, you know, uh, definitely a fun plot, but so '80s with oh, uh, you know the fashions and um, uh, the mullets. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And uh, you know, I had a lot uh, I had some comic books tied in as well uh, with the Vampires Everywhere yep, comic right. and uh, uh, Corey, Corey Corey Feldman's and the Frog Brothers' parents owned yep. a the comic book shop, shop right. which yep, I thought yep, was great. Right.
2: And Corey Haim went in and and redid their comic books because they were savages.
1: Yes, they were, and uh, I just, that's, to me, that, you know, came out in 1987, it was name-checked in Reservoir Dogs, and uh, to me, just a uh, great embodiment of the eighties. And, and, um, and
0: we gotta say, Kiefer Sutherland as oh, a killer, God. killer Dude. bad guy in that movie. Yeah, Ted.
1: Alex uh, Winter. Alex Winter yeah. from Bill yeah, and Ted's yeah, okay. Adventure, only which
0: be outside of the ten, Bill and Ted franchise, which is
1: probably listed in your list over there. <laughs> oh, and Edward yeah. Her and
2: Edward Herman. Yes, Edward, as, the
1: late Edward Herman. Oh yeah, right. all,
2: not just Richie Rich. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He had range, people. (laughs) But,
1: uh, you know, sorry, spoiler, he is the head vampire. And (laughs) And Diane Wiest, who, quite fetching.
2: Yes.
0: That I don't remember, so I'll have to go back and see. That's the mother. Okay,
1: wow. Yeah. And uh, number three, I got to go with the Goonies. Uh, My man, Ki Kwan, John Lin as Data. (laughs) Yeah. Someone that uh, you know, uh, uh, back in the '80s, there were no Asian actors in any capacity. He could have gone with Temple of Doom, but he chose the <laughs> Goonies. No, I chose the Goonies. I think it was uh, just more of a fun movie. Uh, yeah, I think Temple of Doom. And it's a very was, '80s movie too. Oh yeah. God, for sure. But uh, you know, at, at that point, there were no Asian actors, much less one that was my age, holding his own against you know both Harrison Ford and Corey Feldman and Josh, you know, Josh yep. Brolin, a young Josh Brolin. Yep. And uh, Harrison Ford. And uh, yeah, Harrison Ford and uh,
0: well, Sean. Uh, I, I, I we're going back and forth between yeah. Goonies yeah, and yeah. Deadwood, but here. Sean Aston. But
1: <laughs> um, uh, came out in '86, <laughs> Harrison
0: Ford in heavy makeup as Sloth. But,
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> but came out in '86. I was a young <laughs> twelve-year-old
0: and '85, my friend, '85, '85. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was an eleven-year-old, oh,
1: yes. and uh, you know who didn't want to break out from you know their normal life and go on some kind of crazy adventure. And save their town and find One-Eyed Willie's treasure. Use some Pincher's apparel. Yeah, Pincher's apparel. Yeah, gadgets. uh, (laughs) You know, slick shoes, all of that. And uh, it's. uh, I love it. Yeah, it's a movie that I was able to. uh, I showed my kids. uh, They were playing on the rooftop of the Asbury Hotel. I took my kids. They absolutely loved it, and uh, I I think there's a movie that will live forever. So that is number. That was number three. First of all,
0: great call there. I've shown my kids as well, Todd. Now your kids are young. And, and, and can you get them to see The Goonies? I think you should if you haven't already.
5: I think we have, yeah. And, and I just, uh, uh, again, topic for a future top three or something like that of uh, top three movies, right. like famous movies you've never seen. I think I just saw it with them for the first time in my life uh, last year.
0: Okay, there so you, you went full Muhammad on that one? Okay. Indeed. Mike Zapsack, <laughs> you're going to give us your top three 80s movies. Go.
2: First up is number three, Blade Runner. Oh. Awesome. awesome. Love Blade oh. Runner. Thought it was, um, I, I mean, Harrison Ford, yep. Sean Young. Um, James the,
5: Michael the late Wilson. Michael Ro- Loveland agrees with you, by the way. He voted Blade Runner number one, two, and three. Awesome. Who, 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 who did oh, that? There you go. Who, who, Michael who? Loveland.
0: Oh,
4: my. <laughs>
5: the late
0: friend of the program one two and three. Late Rudger Hauer yeah. as recently
2: late. Roy Roy Batty. Yep. Spoiler alert for future dead yes. arrived. <laughs> yes, yeah. tear like tears in mm, rain. That's right. Um, did that one last. That was just an amazing yeah. movie, and so it they the um, I mean Ridley Scott left it open for interpretation. Yes, he did. Dude, is he? People arguing for decades. He? They still are. He ain't budging. He's saying yes, maybe not. I'm just gonna I jump in real quick. Think... I'm gonna jump sure. in
0: real quick, real quick. Please don't mention uh, Blade Runner 2049 in this. I haven't ever. Seen, I haven't seen. Okay, oh, yeah, no problem. I haven't seen it yet. So if I'm just saying, if that question is resolved, I don't want to know yet. Okay, that's all.
2: I am okay. not. Uh-huh. good. <laughs> all right. Uh, number two, one of my favorite comedies. Um, my brother called it my autobiography. <laughs> Better off dead. But
4: I
0: knew I.
2: Better we should have laid down dead.
0: money. Oh, my
2: God. Number two, John Kuzak. Yeah. Uh, two beautiful uh, yep. leading ladies. Um, we had uh, Beth, mm-hmm. uh, lovely Amanda, Amanda Wiss, Wiss yes. and Diane Franklin as our lovely foreign exchange student. Monique. Mm. Christmas. So exotic. Christmas. And... Uh, who would go on to become uh, the... Booger from Revenge of the Nerds? Well, we did a booger, <laughs> but I'm also the the gentleman who would go on to become uh, Nickelodeon's uh, idea man, Dan Schneider. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. So, yeah, the late uh, David Ogden Stiles. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We all remember him, of course, as Martian Manhunter in the Justice League <laughs>
2: We do. <laughs> so, uh, uh, again, wow. a, the Savage Steve Holland's uh, directorial debut, mm-hmm. A fantastic movie, loved it. If there's one line of dialogue you can quote from the movie, Megan, I know you could probably quote the entire movie (laughs) verbatim, but give us that one line. I want my two dollars. There you go. There you go. What's your number one movie, man? And my number one movie, my caddy, Ghostbusters. Oh, Oh, Mo, I was
4: with you. Mo, I was with you. I can't
2: believe any of you didn't. I also didn't want to go with uh, repeating. Okay. Um, yeah. we I thought you were gonna go caddy Todd anyway. I respect you too much to repeat. In there, man. Yeah. Uh, but Ghostbusters, an ensemble cast, too amazing for words. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's as good as it gets. Exactly. Well, that was my my next one. <laughs> when we do, when we do the 90s movie, movie <laughs> that'll be in there. But this it it is the as script Ugh. good as it gets. It's Harold Ramis. This I think this was his. One, two, his third. Yep, um, his third script that he had written. This was uh, the the Peter Venkman character was specifically written for John Belushi, but it was tailor made for Bill Murray. Abs- it worked out so yep. amazingly. So,
0: um, there you are. And John Belushi got into the movie still, even though he had passed away, because they based oh. the uh, the Slimer? the character of Slimer <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on him.
2: That's true. Wow.
0: So uh, great. Great, great call, Mike. Nice. Thank you. I'm going to give my own top three, and then we're going to get right to you, the point blank fans, viewers, and listeners. Your top three, but first mine. So uh, you mentioned, you know, Goonies. You mentioned Back to the Future. I've said this before. There was one fateful day in July of 1985 where our my summer camp. We went to the movies and we stayed and did a double feature, and I got to see on the same day in the theater back to back the Goonies and Back to the Future, and I don't think as long as I live. I mean, I saw I saw the two extended editions of Lord of the Rings followed by Return of the King uh, all, you know, for 12 hours <laughs> yeah. in the movie that day. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was as epic a movie-going no. day as seeing Back to the Future and The Goonies. I didn't know it at the time. All I knew is they were both... Out of this world. So that's, that's a great, that's going to be my honorable mention right there. Wow. They're phenomenal movies. I have a great memory of, of seeing them and seeing them a thousand times since, but that's not it. So no, instead, I'm going to give you a different story here. So my dad was a member of not one, not two, not three. No, Big Tom Cocosa was a member of four videotape clubs on Staten Island, New York. Whoa. And so this is before Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. all right before four. Palmer video
4: hmm
0: okay you have these little kind of independent stores that would and I, and I imagine this is the kind of store that Quentin Tarantino worked in where where you know you would rent and and the guys would wouldn't just like stock tapes they would curate them they would talk to you about the movies and so Big Tom was a member of four and so all the time we would drive to different parts of the island and get different movies every week sometimes four or five days a week and so what he did is he had two VCRs set up in tandem. And so every movie we rented, every movie we rented you
2: bootlegged
0: in the library. Absolutely. FBI, come at me, bro. Yeah. So 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 I think you're safe. So so so, so we it. and so the library of movies we had past the hundreds got into the thousands. So there were three tapes, three tapes that broke. From overwatching. And those oh. three, those three are my next three honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Oh. Okay. Okay. So that's gonna be the epic biopic on Richie Valens, La Bamba. Okay? Lou Diamond Phillips and with S.A. Morales <laughs> as his older brother. Todd Your Face
2: was priceless.
0: Okay, we watched this movie. No less than 4,000 times until the tape broke. Oh, wow. Okay. The next one, another Harold Ramis, Bill Murray collaboration with a little bit of John Candy thrown in. I wish I was a loofah. Stripes. Okay. This movie was hilarious. Ghostbusters before there was Ghostbusters, okay? It's Czechoslovakia, you go in, you go out. So it's like Wisconsin. My, my younger brother, Vincent, he, he couldn't have been more than four or five, and he exerted complete dominance over the TV watching. And so I remember being like 10 or 11, and my mom saying, oh, you can't watch this movie. It's too inappropriate, you know? Here he is at four or five, and we're, we watch it every day. And so that was one of his favorite movies. We watched it. Until the tape broke. And finally, in this honorable mention, already mentioned in his top three, Christmas Vacation. All right. Okay? Oh. To this day, I cannot give someone a Christmas present of a, of a <laughs> membership to Jelly of the Month Club without thinking of that movie. And that's something I do every uh-huh. Christmas, guys. And so look for yours coming this that's year. It's a gift
5: that keeps on giving the whole year.
2: Through. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know, Margo. <laughs> Just
0: every... every Seen Chevy Chase at his best, a young Johnny Galecki being, I think, at that t- point the the third actor to play. Oh no, he was the second actor to play Rusty. Okay, no third. He was he was the third. No, he, was third. The, okay, the he was the okay. He was European yeah. was came in between. And and so, um, but you know, uh, so we got Julia Louis Dreyfus as uh, as the yuppie neighbor Margo. This this, this everything about it. Jimmy I mean, Lewis. When we. we, we Julia Juliette Lewis, of course. And then uh, you know, even now when we gather for Christmas dinner, we say grace, I do the national anthem. It's it's it's
4: great. We play ball. <laughs>
0: this movie is great, cousin Eddie. I love it from the beginning to the end. We watch it until the tape broke. So these movies are all in a thousand. Here's my three. And it's gonna be real easy for me because all three of these we're on the same tape. What happens is my dad would buy EP six-hour tapes, so you can get three two-hour movies oh, on. Oh hell
1: yeah, it. SLP for life, you man! You know it,
0: brother. And so we had what I call the A B C tape. The A B C tape had three movies on it. The first time that Todd ever came over, I think we were seventh. No, we we're eighth-grade classmates. He was out in Queens, I in Island. He came and stayed over the night, and we watched this tape. I don't know if it was the first time he had watched each of these three movies, but the ABC tape, and this is my top three and they're all equally weighted, is Aliens, oh. Big Trouble in Little China, oh. and Commando, Ooh. okay? Commando? The, 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 this was the ultimate 80s tape, okay? Yes, Commando, all right? I can spell them down when What? You can't? Okay? Oh, the- I
3: thought it was Mystic Pizza.
0: ABM. Okay, so that's another way to look at it. Shots
2: fired, Mo. So
0: Aliens, Big Trouble in Little China. So Aliens, of course, James Cameron's Mm -hmm. uh, epic work. We're going to throw Avatar aside. We're going to throw Titanic aside. I think this is his greatest work. Uh, We saw Ming Din Yeoman's work during an episode of Combat Trivia naming all the colonial space marines. And so this movie is dynamite. Action, you've got you've got Corporal Hicks. I mean, just the entire thing. Okay, all right, great movie. Big Trouble in Little China. Which of us didn't want Jack Burton to be our spirit animal? Okay, Kurt Russell at his Kurt Russell list. And you mentioned Ming earlier. Yes. About how you know, uh, and and I forgive me for not remembering the actor's name. I'm sorry, but who played Data? Oh, Kikwan. Okay, Kikwan Data. You know, also, of course, in in Temple of Doom. But but I would have thought that Wang from from Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, this guy was able to cut a bottle in half with good a sword. Good point. Good you know, point. That's, that's a hard move to do. It is. yes. Okay. Egg Chen, David Lopan, Pan. Yeah. Of course, we mentioned extensively last week, and then Commando. All right. Listen, uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. There may be a future top three centered around Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll just oh. leave it out there. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I'm going to tell you right now, what a young Ray Don Chang. <laughs> And an even younger Alyssa <laughs> Milano. So we'll stop okay. right there. We'll, okay. stop right, we'll stop right there. But, I mean, who can forget what he did to Sali? He really taught this guy a lesson, okay? This movie is phenomenal. Those are my top three 80s movies. Now we're going to get to you, the fan. is 12, by the way. No, that's uh, eight. So here we go. Good list, by the way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. No so here we go. Here's our top. Here's our top three. What we're going to do is because there were so many entrants, an overwhelming number of entrants, and many ties, many ties. You understand this is the symbol for tie. We're we're going (coughs) to give your top ten on the top three. So coming in at number ten with five votes apiece, Christmas Vacation, Easy Money. Oh, what a
2: great movie. Oh, I love that movie. Okay.
0: Uh, Gremlins, (laughs) Raging Bull, RoboCop, Rocky III, 16 Candles, Spaceballs, The Thing. Great movie. Ooh. Trading these are all great movies. Trading spaces. So those all come in at number ten. Five Mices. votes apiece. Coming in at number nine.
5: Trading spaces. S- Trading six. spaces, not so much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good call. Good call. Good call. Number number nine, six votes apiece. Caddyshack, which I thought would have finished better on the list, but that's still fine. Number nine, mm-hmm. nothing to be ashamed of. Caddyshack, Coming to America, Dirty Dancing, and Rocky Four. Rocky four, those each have six votes apiece. For, good for number nine. Eighth place with eight votes apiece. Beverly Hills Cop, E.T., and The Lost Boys. Hmm. Hmm. Seventh place, nine votes apiece. Big Trouble in Little China and Stand By Me, based on the Stephen King short story, The Body. Coming in at sixth place with 11 votes apiece. Okay? The Empire Strikes Back. Ooh. And Top Gun. Top Gun might be the most 80s right. movie. Uh, again, I, uh, when you see it, then you're like, oh my gosh, how did nobody say that movie? Okay. Coming in in fifth place, 12 votes apiece. Fifth place. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The Princess Bride, previously mentioned. Nice, man. And maybe this is the most 80s movie. The Breakfast Club. 12 votes apiece. You get the full Brat Pack representation. Fifth place. Coming in fourth place, just outside our top three, with 14 votes, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Third place, big jump up to 18 votes. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters, obviously. Second place, tied with 20 votes apiece. 20 votes apiece. Back to the Future. Uh Mm-hmm. And Die Hard. Uh yes. Oh, man. Which leaves your number one way ahead of the pack with 27 votes. A movie Todd Sullivan just saw for the first time at 44. The Goonies. 27 votes. Wow. The Goonies. That's your wow. top three, ladies and gentlemen. Raiders of the Horse. Wars- I'm sorry. Ghostbusters. Back to the Future and Die Hard Tide. And The Goonies. That's your top three. Thank you so much. Okay. Before wow. before we get to our parting parting shots, Mo, did you have a coolest thing of the week this week that you saw?
3: I certainly did. Actually, it was a uh, it was a couple of weeks back. I wanted to mention it. Um, I Had to mention the the uh, Optimus who's right up there. Oh on my! Uh,
1: oh, you took delivery of it. Okay, yep. very yep. good. It is so right it's right behind uh, you, it's and uh, office, it is right right, 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 yeah. right behind Mike Zapsik as well. Yeah, very we are nice. brothers in Transformers and. Overpriced collectibles. <laughs> so, yeah.
3: So what's this I, but this right here is the coolest thing I've seen this week. Uh, Blinded if by you, the light. Uh, if, you, if you go to a Regal Cinema, <laughs> they are now doing a, an, uh, an unlimited play or access pass oh. where you can buy it for $18 a month. Right. And it's for one theater or the one I have, which is $23 a month. Yeah, it's for any theater, any regals theater hey, in the Big U.S., Spender. and you can see unlimited movies. And like, so, what, do you, what do
0: you mean by unlimited movies?
3: So, you go through a list of oh, of any movies that you want to see.
0: So, if you want to see the Goonies, you can see it. No, no, no it's any movies that are out in the theater. It makes more sense. So you pick any anything here,
3: and it gives you a listing of of all the movie theaters that are playing it. You get to choose your seat. The processing fee is just fifty cents. So I've seen six movies in the past two and a half weeks.
0: By the way, I've so, noticed a significant uptick in the amount of movies you've been seeing as hey, I'm watching you on Facebook. And now I know why.
3: I'm going
2: to be part of the, uh, the conversation now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was that the selling point? Be a part of the conversation, Mo. It is. It all is. Right. So, be,
0: I'm more interesting. What's the name <laughs> of this uh, service that Regal Cinema provides?
3: Well, it's just an Unlimited Pass. So just go and get the unlimited pass. Um, you can either buy it for the year I don't recommend that I buy I, you know you can you get it every single month you, you right. know you can get billed every single month and what happens is they they, uh, they charge you a 50 cents processing fee. So when you go, go to
0: the movies it movie, costs you 50 cents
3: basically so after six movies, I pay the total of uh, 2650 and that's an average of four dollars and 40 cents a movie.
0: Wow, so you're taking it All back to 1991 that prices. I love it. So that's actually yeah. better than the and, offer the AMC has. Go ahead. And
3: you get 10 percent off of of your uh, concessions of of the concessions. Help you out And there. they also offer a lot of deals. You know, like extra points for seeing a movie during a specific so
5: question, time. Question for you, Mo? Did you yeah. buy? Did you buy two of these passes so that you can bring along any kind of special someone <laughs> each time you go? I or have you are you just kind of letting it oh ride?
0: Oh, my God. Right. Mo, you. That's, you, that's have, the move. I have Not no friends. Four, Come on. $48. No, but think about it, though. You can make new friends
2: by make having friend. this that's movie pass. Time. That's right. And, Mo, it's there's. Uh, I mean, I have no problem going to the movies alone, but as a single guy, especially in the most lovely town in oh, America. Yeah. You should be out there. Irvine, number one. Yeah. You should be out there. Hey, Hey, ladies, come on. I've got an extra ticket. I've got the Regal Cinema Unlimited Pass. Uh, I have to say that it
0: is better than the AMC Pass, which we have here, which is called A-List. For Mm -hmm. a a very similar monthly fee, you can see up to three movies a week. So uh, yours is unlimited. But then again, if you're seeing more than three (laughs) movies a week at the theater, (laughs) there (laughs) There
2: might be a problem. There might be something else
0: going
3: on. No, you could binge during the
2: weekend. Okay. I guess can watch four. Yeah. Actually, I I went to go. Do, do you remember? Actually, you probably don't. Um, they had a ten uh, a ten cinema theater over where the Target is in Middletown. Okay. And I spent. My parents went away, and they gave my brother like a hundred dollars to take care of all of us. And <laughs> my brother's like, here's twenty bucks, and you know, fend for yourself. And that was it for <laughs> sure, the week. Sure. And uh, Yeah, he dropped me off at the uh, the. The Target uh, movie theaters, mm-hmm. all ten of them. And I went and I saw all ten movies in that no, you for didn't. one price. I swear to God oh I did. Oh my god. And I saw Creep Show twice. That is epic. And I walked home and that's when they still had the midnight movies. Yeah. And I walked home at like two AM. I got there at ten and I went home at two AM and I walked. I was like thirteen years old. That's awesome. Two and a half miles to my house. It was weird. That is awesome.
4: <laughs>
0: um all right, so that's your coolest thing of the Thank week, Mo. Uh, but yep. I would I would actually put forward looking at you now with those shades that the coolest thing of the week is you, Mo. You are the coolest thing of the week this week. And Nehru oh, collar making it. And, and there, <laughs> there, there, <laughs> uh, all right, so listen, that's great, guys. Let's get to um, to our parting shots. Parting shots. Remind everybody, it's any topic. Uh, that you want? Oh, whoa! I'm uh, getting major, call, huh? major blowback. Hold on, from the feed here. Before we do parting shots, they want to know the next beer we're drinking. All right, so we're going to talk about that. This is from Two Roads Brewery. I picked this up. Uh, Connecticut. The lovely Suzanne and I did a couple's weekend away in Newport, Rhode Island a few weeks, I guess about a month or so back. And on the way back, we passed through Connecticut. We stopped at Two Roads Brewing. Great place. And uh, it's just huge. They started out with a 100,000 square foot building. They bought this old airplane factory. I mean, how many times do you hear that? Not often. And then next to that about five years in, I guess they're doing well. They put up another facility of about half the size called Area 2. So this is from Two Roads Brewing, Area 2, Experimental Brewing. And this is called Calva. Let me tell you what we're drinking, Ming. It's a wheat ale aged in Calvados barrels. Now, what are Calvados? It's an mm. apple brandy, all right, from from France. And so you're putting onto this wheat ale all these sorts of, of flavors. And you're getting... I don't want to get too crazy here, but you're getting this French oak flavor. You're getting you're getting obviously a lot of the fruity apple flavor, and and the brandy flavor. So you mentioned it earlier. You're getting some sort of like a alcohol, but I don't mean it in like the, the boozy sense. Like
1: yeah, it's a pleasant.
0: Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So what very do you pleasant.
1: Think? Yeah, I'm loving those um, two roads. I visited there uh, a number maybe five years ago. They gave me a private tour of the whole facility. And uh, they were pulling beer right out of the fermentation tanks oh, for me. What's better than that? And uh, they were giving me stuff out of their private collection. They couldn't have been nicer. And uh, I, I'm a Two Roads Brewing fan for life, for so, sure.
0: So Two Roads Brewing, uh, a very impressive story uh, before we see if doing anything else. Very impressive story behind Two Roads. You know, they, they they just got started about six years ago. Yeah. Okay. And a couple of years in, as I said, things are going well. They they, they build this other monstrosity next to them. You know, they, 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 they said, fifty. you know, when I just went and we got a little bit of a tour too, they said 50% of what they brew there is contract brewing. You know, we're not talking at a school here, it's right in the cans, we're not spoiling anything. But but a good portion of what carton brewing puts out is yeah. brewed at two roads. Oh, wow. Al- al- along with breweries from all over the country. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're engaging yeah. in some contract brewing, we're doing it a little bit locally, yeah, but let's sure. just say if capacity issues said that we needed to do more, two roads would be an option. Um but but in that very short span. They've already cracked the top 50 in volume in this country. Wow. I mean, that's like wow. no joke, yeah. man. They got huge fast. Yep. So uh, so good on them. I think this is a great beer. Um, um, and so this is a perfect time to share it. Todd, are you drinking anything else out in Chicago?
5: I am. I'm keeping it going with Dark Horse. Uh, I picked up, I think, four of their beers. I had an IPA, uh, the... The orange, blood orange pale ale that I just uh, mentioned, I've got an imperial stout waiting for me. But this one is a an amber ale, but it's a Belgian style amber ale. Oh, so uh, it's called, it, actually, that's the name of it. It doesn't have any kind of funky name. It's a Belgian style amber ale. And uh, it just says, uh, while the malt and hops give this beer an amazing copper color, medium body, smooth mouthfeel. I will attest to all of that. Um, it's it, giving it a little Belgian touch. With a Belgian yeast strain, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, producing similar esters and flavors commonly found in more traditional Belgian beers. So, um, it's a nice, easy drinking amber, but has a little bit of extra uh, flavor to it with the with the Belgian yeast in there. It's really good.
0: And they're from Madison, Michigan.
5: Marshall, Marshall, Michigan, just uh, Marshall makes more just sense. East Marshall Mathers, Michigan, uh, just east of uh, Kalamazoo. Okay. Kind of central, oh. central Michigan.
0: Okay, awesome. Good awesome. stuff. All right, so um, so we need to do combat trivia this week, but what we are going to do, we're going to go on the record, and we're going to say what our topics are going to be Ooh. for next week's nice. Teaser. combat trivia. Okay? So I'll start it off, and I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to do an 80s movie, but it wasn't one we just mentioned now. Instead, I'm going to do the movie Predator. Ooh. Predator
2: with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mike, do you know what your topic is going to be? I'm going to go with... What am I gonna? You know what I'm gonna go with? <laughs> Stephen King novellas. <laughs> Stephen King novellas. Novellas.
0: Wow. Novellas, that's
1: very general. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, not general, specific. That's what
0: I'm saying, yeah, yes.
2: A little specific.
1: Wow, okay, very good. I'm um, going 80s as well. I'm going with the TV show Cheers. TV show Cheers. Yes. Okay, excellent. Cool Mo, what do you got?
3: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go 80s as well. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Whoa, VR yeah. Wow, movie. the movie that
0: finished Ooh. just outside your top three. You're going to give it a chance to be your combat trivia topic of the week,
1: Todd? Yeah, yeah. and there's a glove right behind your, uh, wow. your left okay shoulder there. here. Robert Engle. Which is great. Well uh, done. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, fellow podcaster
5: Adam Carolla.
0: Oh, nice. Adam Carolla. Okay, very interesting. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I, I read an article earlier today. I forwarded it to you, Todd. It's not on Adam Carolla, but it's on Joe Rogan. Related, yeah. Noted podcaster. Uh, just finished something like his 2000th episode or something of his show. Uh, uh, reading the article, there's lots of things he's doing um, that uh, that we're doing, lots of things he's doing that we're not doing. One thing that made me feel too bad, it said, it is mean podcast time. Mean podcast time. It's about two and a half hours. So, uh, so, uh, so.
2: <laughs> we're sliding in under
0: that. So, okay. so, so, we're, all right, listen. Uh, <laughs> So Mail Call, uh, we're going to skip it this week in the interest of time, <laughs> but if you want to be featured on Mail Call, send a mail to pointblank at rossbrewing.com, point blank at rossbrewing.com, or just comment Oof. in the Facebook feed. We pull lots of comments right from there. So here we're going to do Parting Shot. Parting Shot, each of us is going to get one last opportunity to say anything that's on their mind, any topic. You want something you want to promote, something you want to get off your chest, whatever it is, Parting Shot Mo Youssef, we're going to start with you. What is your parting shot, my friend Mo Youssef?
3: Well, I'd like to thank my uh, sister for these wonderful glasses. Um, got them at her, uh, her we place, all Vision by Amel <laughs> in uh, Las Vegas in uh, Summerlin. And I uh, just wanted to thank you guys for another great show. Had a great time tonight. And uh, I'll be in Vegas uh,
0: next week. Actually, where are we be at Caesars or where are we be performing? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: Circus, circus.
0: Circus, circus. circus. Oh, Thank you, Todd. Oh, oh God. Todd your, Todd, your party shot. Good, good uh, one, Todd. I'm gonna, good it's
5: one. a random one. I'll tie together a couple themes from tonight. We talked about movies. I think you threw out a mention of, of uh, of um, what's his name, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and highlight what should be, this is something I learned earlier this week. Apparently, the uh, inspiration in his mind, one of his favorite movies, Inspiration for Reservoir Dogs, and what should be the official movie of the Point Blank uh, podcast? Oh. I'm curious if any of you have seen it. I have not. 1967's Point Blank, starring the late great oh, Lee Marvin. Of course, yeah. Uh, okay, I've never seen it. Oh, so I was going to give that as homework, homework to uh, Muhammad and his in his movie pass yeah. and myself. Uh, <laughs> take a look. Uh, I, 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 I have. I'm do not you know, familiar. Do you so know? Do you know the out.
0: character he played? It was portrayed by another actor yeah. as well. Okay, all right. You know about it. All right. Well, you said, yeah, so go ahead. Elaborate a little bit more. Who who would go on to play that character in more recent times?
5: That I don't know. A ruthless crook crook named Walker? No, I don't know.
0: Okay, so um, (laughs) you said Walker. Okay, so I believe, and, and I'm open to being corrected. It was repackaged as Parker. And I believe it was um, Mel Gibson playing the Lee Marvin role, and um, and then uh, I think Lee Marvin cameoed in the movie as like the final boss or something like that. So uh, so and I, I think we actually might have seen that together, but I could be wrong there. But Point Blank, 1967. Was- go ahead.
5: I don't know that that was point blank.
0: No, no, it wasn't. Was- no, no. There's a series of movies. Yes, exactly. And, and, and from the works they're based on. So the remake gotcha. was... It wasn't a remake. It was just a different movie. But because it was 30 years later, they couldn't cast Lee Marvin. So,
5: um, well, I mean, coincidentally, there is a Netflix movie that just came out, um, I believe, starring... Um, what's his name? Who plays the, uh, uh, the Predator in the Netflix series. Um, blanking on his name. To... Ca- uh, huh? Frank Grillo? No, he's not Predator. He's uh, Crossbones.
0: Yeah, Crossbones, yeah.
5: Crossbones. Uh, he's there's in a-, a Netflix movie called Point Blank. Crossbones and, uh, and The Falcon coming together for, <laughs> uh, for that movie. I haven't seen that one either, but uh, we'll give a review next time.
0: Okay, awesome. Wait, wait so what, what's the name of the Netflix movie then?
5: Point Blank, also.
0: And it's, a, it's, a, it's an actual remake of the 1967 it movie? It
5: has nothing to do with it, oh, from,
0: okay. from what I gather. Okay, all
5: right. 2019's Point Blank. There you go,
2: parting shot, Mike. I'm completely confused. That's my <laughs> parting shot. Holy crap! Man. All right, we went from one thing to another, and I love <laughs> it. But you know what? I uh, I I took the family on our little vacation yeah, last week. It was great. We went to uh, the Poconos. Beautiful Mount Did Airy some cool Lodge stuff up there, right? Did some great stuff up there. Uh, beautiful Mount Airy Lodge, still alive and ticking. <laughs> um, it is now a casino, surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ooh. we we stayed local, we we shopped local, we shot local. Uh, oddly enough, we we ran into a, a gun range and we're like, let's go shooting. Sure. I took I took my youngest uh, skeet shooting. Awesome! It was fantastic. Nice. So,
0: did, did you? But did you do one thing we had mentioned maybe before you went away? Was you're oh, maybe
2: going to try to explore some abandoned? We, we tried, but um, we we didn't want to end the week or the the five days on in, yeah uh, in in, in, in court uh, incarcerated. Uh, so we were told that uh, some of these people are a little touchy. So we didn't do that. But okay. we went shooting. We we went horseback riding. We did okay. a lot of stuff felt good to get away, right? It felt great, and it felt even better to get back.
1: Oh, wow. We love Mike. Oh, Mikey. my God. Yes. Go ahead, man. You're probably uh, If you want to have as much fun as we did tonight, uh, <laughs> go to shareduniverse.com, uh, where you two can uh, start, launch, and uh, have as much fun as we did. I uh, want everyone to mark their calendars for uh, October 12th. Uh, there's an event called Feast that uh, we are proudly sponsoring. It is a beer, food, and music festival, everybody. And uh, well, uh, uh, it was happening at the Harborside Grill in Atlantic Highlands, and uh, uh, we'd lo- love everybody to come out first and foremost. And uh, it uh, it benefits charity. Um, God, I should. It's ours. It. It's 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 the- not our charity. It's not our charity. <laughs> but uh, I should I should know uh, here come we come out see it, our friends. Charlie. It benefits the uh, charity uh, a need we feed charity, okay. um, which is a, a noble and amazing charity. That's Saturday, October twelfth, Atlantic Highlands Harborside Grill. And, uh, yeah, we may talk. Uh, We may want to get Ross Bring involved as well. I love uh, the sound of this so far. Yeah, for sure. October 12th. October 12th. Awesome. And also this weekend I'll be in Knoxville, Tennessee at something called Bubba Fest. It's a southern fried Comic-Con. They've they've described it to me as a redneck Comic-Con featuring uh, Steven Seagal. What? Chuck Norris. uh, Richard Petty. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Bob, uh, our friend Holy Bob Layton, shit. the uh, the Co- artist. Oh, shit, uh, yeah.
5: This is definitely made up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, if you're a WWE fan, Paige will be there. Uh, um okay. This is, the, I mean, um, Nikolai Koster-Walder for uh, Jamie Lannister. No way. Yeah. No, yeah no. Now you're I, kidding. I'm no, not, no, I'm not lying. He's you're, going to Bubba go to Holy Bubba. crap.
2: Where are you going to be? I'll be at Bubbacon. Dude,
1: <laughs> rednecks love Game of Thrones. Come on, man. Jamie. Incest, yeah. They love incest. Yeah, the show nailed it, Mike. Our friend Sean Gunn will be there. Our friend oh, Cooper wow. Andrews will be there. It's no a star started lineup and uh, I'll be there as well. I know you don't think of me immediately when you think of Redneck, but hey, I, I got, a little, got a little Redneck listen, in him. Listen, man, I love this. <laughs> I love, and
2: That's no exception. This weekend, <laughs> we'll, not have not hot, yeah. we'll have a little. We'll have a little. Maybe he will he'll have a lot of Redneck I will. in uh, it. Sean be, Gunn, but, Cooper Andrews, yeah, of and course. I'm just
1: scratching the surface. There's so many guests here, I can't even name them all. You're but, just teeing uh, me up, man. He's I scratching am. the
2: surface. BubbleFest.com.
1: Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, you know, hop, skipping a jump away from Nashville. From I was just saying,
2: what's funny is I'm going to be in Nashville
0: this weekend. Uh, oh, I'm going to be in I'm Nashville. I'm Sure, you'll be busy, uh,
1: but hey, we are can, we <laughs>
0: are going for a wedding, so I don't know if I can get over to BubbleFest. Oh Bubba yeah, Fest, um, yeah. But, uh, it runs uh, all Sunday. weekend. The wedding Sunday, yeah, so so, Saturday. so maybe maybe, maybe Friday How, or Saturday. Yeah, How oh, balls David Segal.
1: It's Nashville. You'll be having too much fun. I will not hold you to that. However, if you do want to come over. I do have a password.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate, that. and I also appreciate some of the uh, some of the insider tips you gave me there for Nashville. We're oh God! Be employing some. We're gonna those. have a great time. I won't let anyone know that I got them from you. So I'm gonna look like the coolest guy in the of room. Of course, no, you but don't have I, to. All right, okay. so here's my parting shot. Actually, before we get to my parting shot, just to, to wrap that up, Todd, we were just speaking about so 1999's Payback, which I'm I'm reasonably sure that we saw together. Uh, of course, as I said, it starred Mel Gibson. Uh, It was based on the Donald E. Westlake novel The Hunter. That was the name of the book, The Hunter. The Hunter was adapted once in 1967 as the movie Point uh, Point Blank starring Lee Marvin. It was adapted again in 1999 under the name Payback starring Mel Gibson. So it's the same story, obviously told a little bit differently. It
2: wasn't Lee Marvin. It was James Coburn. as. Oh, my gosh, Yes, yes, so.
0: yes. Good call, good like call, good bad call. Badasses all around, so, yeah, everybody. Absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, so here's my parting shot, and it has to do with colorectal health. And, uh, so, so this past week, uh, a couple of days ago, I, uh, I was privileged to go undergo my first ever colonoscopy. Whoa. And, um,
5: you know so we are in footage of that next week on. Uh, Point <laughs> actually,
2: I'll be selling DVDs out in the parking lot <laughs> after this. it'll be on
1: Facebook live uh, this week so for those
0: of you who haven't and I think everyone in this in this room is is uh, of or approaching the age where you should be you know uh, when I was there a couple of the doctors mentioned well you know you're a little bit younger we typically don't have guys do this until maybe they're 50 but you know we've had a few people in the family Uh, who, uh, who, who maybe didn't get tested in time and maybe someone got tested at 50 and then was said, wow, if only you had been tested five years earlier, you know, we could have maybe caught something. So, uh, you know, what I would, what I would advise everyone, you know, if your doctor is giving you a hard time, just let them know, oh, there's a family history and get that test. Uh, the hardest part of it was the prep beforehand. Okay, so in a couple right. of days, you know, you're not eating, you're doing just a liquid diet and that's and not these wonderful beers. <laughs> uh, they, they they get it out of the way, they go, It's a clear liquid diet, you know, you're doing your water, you're doing your apple juice. Uh, you are allowed to eat jello, but not red or purple jello. Okay. So nice. it can be green, it can be orange, it can be yellow, it can be white, clear. So you do that, then you go, you know, you go in, we're making small talk with a doctor, he goes, I'll tell you what, he goes uh, we're going to pick up that conversation in a minute. And I'm like, oh, and then that's it. You're out. Next thing you know, you wake up, the best sleep you've ever had, and you're in the recovery huh. room. And so he tells you right there and what it's happened. A hell of a drug. He tells you exactly what uh, what happened there. And then uh, and they tell you, you know, depending on your results, you may be back in one, five, or 10 years. You know, so he told me, he goes, it's probably going to be five years. It may be ten years for you. So we're going to find out. But if you haven't had one done yet, go and get it done. And this is something uh, that applies to all genders. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just something that you don't really think about. I mean, not too many of us think of our colon. And, um, and you know, I'm very regular. You know, so if I eat, I'm going to be in the bathroom within an hour or two. And so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that. Wow. And uh, wow. no, no, it's true. It's true. Uh, you know, the lovely Suzanne, uh, she's probably not going to be too thrilled for me for saying this. She's a little more buttoned up. And so it might take her a while. But uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, but so I wasn't I wasn't overly concerned, but uh, but it was something. It was a nice experience. And uh, I got to go somewhere which which I had not been familiar with before. You know, we know all of our medical systems. Here in New Jersey, this was Capital Health out in Hopewell, and uh, it was a, a, a you know all-star treatment. Uh, they 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 and they treated everyone that way, not not just me because of this podcast. They treated everyone uh, you know in extremely uh, 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 great fashion. So that's my 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 parting shot is if you haven't had that first colonoscopy yet, get it out of the way. After that, I hear it's real easy. So uh, so that's it, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Point Blank Podcast. If you want to be featured on Mail Call, it's pointblank at rossbrewing.com. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Todd, for tuning in from Parts Unknown. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Ming, for opening up the Shared Universe Podcast Studio to us. Take care, everyone. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.